What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You're listening to a very special SpursCast episode dedicated to Project Spurs founder, Michael DeLeon. Uh, for those of you who follow follow Project Spurs, you all know that the, the very sad, tragic news that I wish we didn't have to say, but but it did end up happening, unfortunately. Um, Michael DeLeon, our, our, our founder, the reason why Project Spurs exists, the reason why I'm even talking to you here on the Spurs cast, this podcast was, it wouldn't even be anything without Mike. Unfortunately, he did pass away um, battling cancer on Monday, March 21st. Our, our thoughts and prayers um, continue to go out to he and his family, um, all his friends, everyone that, that you know knew Mike, who, who he's had a guiding light on and helped uh, with, uh, you know, for just for, for a lot of different things, you know, again, we're still praying for, for the family of Mike. So, um, you know, this week for the Spurs cast episode, I want to do something a little different. You know, we're not going to go through the normal, you know, talking about the San Antonio Spurs. I know this is a Spurs podcast, but I really want to want to want to pay remembrance to, to Mike to, to, to show uh, those people that didn't know him, you know, behind the scenes, just kind of the kind of impact he's had on on, on not only myself, but numerous um, Spurs cast members, Project Spurs members, whether they've moved on in their careers to different organizations or whether they're still here with Project Spurs. So what I've done is, um, you know, you're going to hear different different people who are who are either still at Project Spurs or currently um, elsewhere now working in, in the media business. But you're going to hear just their stories of how everyone had a unique way of how they first met Mike, the kind of influence he had on their career and then you're just gonna, you know, just again, you just it's just it's just um real a really um good episode to just hear the, the background of of the of the of the difference that Mike made in all of our lives. So so I really hope that you enjoy this uh, episode. And again, we just want we want we're here to to remember Michael DeLeon, uh, the founder of Project Spurs. Now joining us is former Project Spurs co-founder Jeff Garcia. Jeff currently works with Ken's Five San Antonio. You can follow his Spurs coverage there. Jeff uh, originally was one of the founders of Michael DeLeon of Project Spurs. Mike had founded the, the site in the early 2000s, and just for a few months, it had barely begin, uh, get, gotten started. And then he brought Jeff on board, and they kind of created what Project Spurs is today together. Uh, Jeff, welcome. And, you know, just, you know, again, you know, you, you've talked to me off the air about how you kind of knew Mike a, long, a really long time. You've known him more than anyone that's been on this, on this episode recording uh, for this episode. And just kind of, what, you know, what, how did you meet him? And, you know, what kind of um, doors did he open for you or, or just kind of help you out? And, yeah, well, you know, thanks, Paul, for having me on. Um, it's been, I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember the last time I was on this podcast because I still remember the day when Mike and I started this podcast. Yes. And we were switching hosts, and uh, he was host first. Then he turned the reins over to me for a long time. Uh, so, it, you know, just thinking back to just the, po- the podcast itself, mm-hmm. you know, when it began and how – you know, to go, to go back, though, you know, how it all started with me and Mike, uh, early 2000s, um, you know, I, I, I was, Craigslist was a thing at the time, a big, big thing. And he actually put an ad out on Craigslist. That's oh, how wow. it all began. Mm-hmm. Um, now, yeah, that's something that I, I don't think not many know about. He was looking for help uh, via Craigslist. I saw it and I said, oh, what the hell? I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. So I emailed Mike. And within seconds, he got back to me and he already had seen enough already or heard enough when we talked on the phone and or we talked on the, on the email. So then we then started it, um, started to get going. You know, he had told me what his, his plan was. He wanted a fan website that he that it was just a baby. Paul, it was 
I mean, Project Spurs, I still remember what it looked like on, on a website. It was bare bones blog. And he goes, start writing. So I dived in. I think I remember my first, my very first article with Mike and that he had edited was about going to a Spurs Pistons game in Detroit. That was the first oh, wow. ever article that I wrote on Project Spurs. He approved it. We started talking, we started going, you know, noticing that, hey, you know, we got something here. You know, you and I make mm. a really, really good team. So we started talking to one another. Oh, you know, where do you live in San Antonio? Because for a long time, Mike used to live in uh, Martindale. And mm-hmm. he goes, no, no, no. He goes, I, I live in San Antonio. I go, well, where do you live? He goes, I live on the south side. I go, get out. I'm on the south side too. <laughs> where, do, where do you about do you live? Well, I told him I live in the Harlandale district. He goes, oh, I live in the Burbank district. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. So went over to his house. We met in person uh, on Nogalito Street. That's where he used to live. Um, and hit it off. So then now about the block. Now, you know, we'd always talk about the block. No matter what, mind you, we are just months into this. We are just, we're just babies. We are kids. Um, Mike had the background in, in media. Um, not, not like I did at that time. So he was still trying to figure things out too. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people think like he already knew everything when he came in, he was still figuring things out. He was still, and he probably still did till the bitter end, you know, may he rest in peace of new ways to make the technology better on Project Spurs. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paul, it, it, it wouldn't be a day when it was just me and him. Cause we got to keep this in mind. Mike and I were by ourselves on this website for a about i'm gonna guess here uh mike and let me know if you correct me you know you know not tapping my shoulder right now but um he um he and i were by ourselves for about 2000 i'm gonna guess for about four years by ourselves Mm -hmm. yeah it was just us and then oh you know know, we we started you know we don't say like hey we're part of this first wave of, of first generation of bloggers you know it was us it was the celtics guys it was back then kids there used to be something on espn called true hoop nation yeah um mm-hmm. a lot of those guys came from myself and mike's generation that first that the, the original wave of, of, of fan bloggers and uh, you, you asked me before you recorded like well what did he teach you and, you know he didn't really teach me much because we were still trying to figure it out. Yeah. We mm-hmm. were still trying to figure things out. Uh, you know, if any, I mean, he taught me like tech stuff, you know, like, oh, you know, yeah. this is how you edit us. I mean, Paul, we were still editing source code to get things on the Project Spurs. Wow. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, things like that. But if anything, he taught me, it was really uh, kind of off the site stuff. For mm-hmm. example, you know, I mentioned the true hoop thing, you know. So um, did, uh, here's something that nobody did not know. Did you know, everybody, that Project Spurs was was second, uh, I guess, finishing to be on the True Hoop uh, site? We were second. We were almost there. And um, Mike was actually in charge of that. He was the one communicating with the people that, you know, were looking to fill that True Hoop site. Mm-hmm. And the Project Spurs came down to the last two. And unfortunately, we didn't get it. And I remember that day when he uh, called me to tell me that, yeah, you know, they passed on us. I was upset. I was upset and this is where his teachings come in. And he was calling me down. He was saying like, you know, bleep happens. 
you know, we're okay. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Cause I took it really, really hard. I really thought we were going to be on there. Yeah. And he was always po- a positive about stuff like that. Every time in the, in the, in the when, ba- when Project was, was still a baby, we, we took a lot of lumps. We took the lump with the true hoop thing. We took lumps from fans just bashing us. Like, who are you guys? Mm-hmm. Um, we took a lot of lumps when it comes to tech stuff. Um, we, 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 um, you know, we were always, it was just us. So we were always trying to stay on top of things. Can you do it? Yes, people. There was a time when Mike actually would write a lot, a yeah. lot. <laughs> um, and it wasn't just me like I was back in the day. Um, so then we started noticing, you know, it's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. Little by little, it's getting bigger. And I guess one of the best moments I have about the site, uh, I'll talk about that before I go, the best moments off the site, um, was when Project Spurs got credential. Now, Paul, I don't know if you were there with us yet. I don't know if you were there when Project Spurs got credential. I joined but, around like 11, 2011, 10. Yeah, 10-ish. yeah. I, mean, I think it was what y'all already credentialed before then. Yeah, okay. So uh, that really puts it into perspective thing, everybody. I mean, look how long Mike and I were by ourselves. Paul didn't come until 11. We were still by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I, I got it. I got, I don't know. I think I was in, I think I was in New York City. And we were, uh, me and this other uh, Celtics blogger, we're at a, uh, a USA Olympic game mm-hmm. um, event hosted in New York City. And we're there. By this time, you know, I know that Mike and I have been applying for the Spurs uh, credentials. And let me tell you, everybody, back then, it was rough to get credentials if you were a blogger. And that's what uh, the Spurs would look at us as, as just bloggers. Um, and Mike was really at the forefront of that. He took, he, th- that, 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 I think that is one of his biggest contributions to the site. He, he did a lot, but one of his biggest is getting the credential. Mm-hmm. He would, he would be talking with the Spurs. He would be talking with them. He would be the one doing uh, the back and forth. And, you know, he, he would get frustrated. There were times where he would get frustrated when they would reject us. They rejected mm-hmm. us a yeah. lot. Everybody, they rejected Mike and I a lot. And um, I remember um, the one of the emails he had received from the organization was like, oh, wow. Us. I remember that email where he forwarded it to me. He goes, wow, us. show us why, show us why. Quiet for a few days. You know, I don't hear from him. And then well, one day he gets back to me. He goes like, hey, this should do it. This should wow them. And I, I know what, if, I, if I can't, I mean, I might, might still have that email where we got credentialed. Um, he put together, I don't think anybody's seen this. I've, I, I've seen it. I remember I was so impressed. He put together this incredible PowerPoint presentation. Mm-hmm. It was like one of the best things I've ever seen Mike do to get us in. And goes, hey, Jeff, what do you think about this? You, you know, what, add to it. There was a section about me. There was a section about Mike. There was a section about the, the site. There was analytics. There was yeah. where we were linked. I mean, it was like everything in one presentation so he i'm like it's good mike you know we did a few more tweaks together and then you know off it goes and then i'm at that 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 event you know i remember tiago splitter i remember this tiago splitter was with team brazil and they're just coming out of the court you know and they're gonna play an exhibition game and i'm like yay there's there's splitter the spurs guy you know he's he's gonna come to san antonio spurs Uh, and Mike, Mike's calling me. Mike's calling me. I miss a couple of calls. Mike's calling me. And um, and this, it was an outdoor event, so it was really loud. So finally, I see he called. I, I answered him. 
And he goes, congratulations, we're in. Oh, nice. I, re I remember just like having a reaction. He had a reaction on the phone with me. I remember him telling me, we did it, we did it, we did it, we did it. And then he, well, who's going to get the pass? <laughs> you know, and they only gave us one. They only gave yeah. us one. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Mike took it. And then he started going there a little more often. Um, and that I think that was a, one of the biggest milestones, in, in my opinion, that I think that Mike and I did for the site was just trying to get a credential. But he really took the reins in that effort. And uh, he helped make it happen. I mean, he, he was really instrumental in that. Um, and then off the website, um, there, I, I get it. Mike, Mike was seen as, you know, this, this, this cool dude, you know, professional gives everybody chances. And that was one thing that we established early is mm -hmm. giving everybody yep. chances. When I left in 2014, I still carried that with me because I gave a lot of guys chances on, yeah, you on did. my mm -hmm. former home at News 4. So we were, you know, I still kept that with me, but we were big on that. We were really, really big on that. And I'll circle back what I was trying to get to in a bit, but um, we would get emails from kids asking, can we join? Can we join? I remember meeting a little kid in the quarry by the name of Paul Garcia with Mike DeLeone <laughs> and a little kid sitting with us at, 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 a, at a bar named Paul <laughs> <Yeah>. Garcia, just <laughs> you know, begging and pleading, please, thank you, thank you, thank you guys, you know, for meeting with me and, you know, and then, you know, all the threads to say is the rest is history. So yeah, Mike and I, would we, we met Paul, we met Paul to let him come in, we would get emails to let him come in, and I love that. Mike. Mike was a lot more forgiving in that department, behind the scenes, you know, mm -hmm. you know, whether it had been you, whether it had been somebody else, uh, whether it be some of the kids that are probably still there, Mike was a real forgiving, we would ask for little samples, and I, I would be kind of the bad cop, good cop. I was always yeah. the one like, I don't know, I don't know. You know, he's like, no, no, give him a chance. And um, uh, so, yeah, so 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 he was really good about that. And you know, I was on board with his his vision about uh, bringing people in, and then slowly but surely, you know, people reached out to him, reached out to me individually, and then we would collaborate together. We would share, hey, I got this guy, this person's emailing me, let's talk about it whether it be in person or on the phone or um, chat messengers, you know, with AIM. I don't know for those of y'all may AIM, remember AIM was AOO, uh, Instant Messenger. Yeah. We used to have that, Mike and I, we would use that a lot. Um, and uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, so then, you know, it started to evolve a bit and we noticed we were becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, yeah, and then, you know, Paul came on and a bunch of other kids came on. And, uh, but as far as off the, off the, um, the website, um mike and i had we, we we got a lot of shenanigans you know mike may have been this quiet cool kid you know oh he doesn't do anything you know now mike and I, mike and i used to party a lot if you don't <laughs> know that we we partied a lot we i it it was just and i was always surprised you know how he, he would keep up he would keep up with me you know and or the guys who would go hang out no mike would let his hair down you know a lot of people know about that mike mike could hang with us um and he was always down. That's what they like. He was just down. Like, no matter what, we're going to yep. go out, Mike. Yeah, let's go. You know, let's go. Pick me up. Uh, I would pick him up. We would hang out. Hey, what are you going to wear tonight? Uh, I mean, he was like, he was very like, wow. excited, excited to, to come out. There's a lot of stories that I cannot share, you know, on this website because uh, this podcast, because I don't think his mom would probably like it and his dad or his face brothers. <laughs> yeah. But we, 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 we got to see, we got to see some fun. Um, 
and that's what I wanted everybody to know that, you know, uh, you know, Mike, Mike did let his hair down. He did have fun. Um, you know, and he, 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 he was always, he was a towering guy. He was a tower of a man. Um, but he was, uh, a sweetheart. Um, he was a big baby. Uh, he was the baby brother I never had, even though he mm-hmm. towered over me. Um, he, he really, he would always tell me that he goes like, Oh, I, I, I remember Jeff because I, I, I lean in on you, you know, uh, for life things. He would always come to me for advice, uh, on for personal stuff or even of the website, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he was really good about not trying to take everything on at once. And he would, he would always, he wouldn't be afraid to ask for help when it was just us two. He was like, can you help me? Can you help me? Very humble, very humble. He goes, I can't do this. Can you help me? Um, and, and then I remember that about him a lot too, just how humble he was in, in that department. And when we hung out a lot, our families, my, 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 my family and his family mixed. We mm-hmm. started hanging out all together. Um, here's a little known factor, but did you know my father was Mike's personal sh- uh, sh- uh, chauffeur? For years, my father was Mike's chauffeur. Um, Mike, when we got the um, with the, the the credentials, um, sometimes you know I couldn't pick him up, or I was out of town, or just couldn't make it. My father would step in, and he would chauffeur Mike back and forth to the AT and T. He would call my dad, I'm ready. My dad would go pick him up, you know, or you know, I'm ready to go to the game. Go get him on, on the street on the south side. And yeah, so uh, he got to know my family. He got really close to my sister. Um, and then even after, uh, we, I, we split on a work level in about 2014, mm-hmm. um, he, you know, many people thought that, oh, you know, you know, bad blood, bad blood, bad blood. Maybe there was a little bit because, you know, it was a shock, you know, how mm-hmm. things went, but he was still good about, you know, reaching out to me every once in a while and asking me how my family was doing. He, I remember that he would text me, he would call me. He would email me. He'd be like, hey, are you doing okay? You know, he'll name my family by name. You know, how's your sister doing? How's your nephew doing? How's your, um, you know, your dad doing? Uh, and he really, really, really kept in touch with me that way. Um, one, one other story I'll share with you with Mike. I, I, this, this was like, I think one of the most heartwarming things he's ever did, he ever did for me. Mm-hmm. So it's early 2000s you know, Thanksgiving day. And again, Mike and I are by ourselves at private schools, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm out of town. I can't make it back home in time for Thanksgiving. So Mike is talking to me, you know, on, on the, the chat there and we're talking and talking. He's keeping me company. He knows that I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. And then, Hey, where do you live? Where are you at right now? And go, oh, I'm in this area. I, I'm stuck in New York City for a bit. You, you know, unfortunately, I can't go back home. He starts asking me a bunch of these kind of very specific questions. And then next thing I know, I hear a knock on my door. Oh, wow. And he, or, he ordered Thanksgiving dinner for me. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's another story I've, I don't think I've ever shared with anybody. He Gosh. ordered me an entire feast uh, from a nearby deli that was near where I was staying. <clears throat> And my God, uh, uh, he went all out. I mean, he, the pie, the the, the turkey, it, just everything. And I remember I told him, Michael, Mike, dude, you didn't have to do that. He goes, no, don't worry about it, man. You're by yourself. It's a shame you couldn't come out, you know, visit family, us, you know, don't worry about it. I got you. I got you. And that was like one of the big things he ever did for me. Uh, just how 
conscious he was of people. You know, yes. I'm pretty sure he did a lot mm-hmm. of stuff for other people on yep. uh, on a level. You know, probably did things for you. He probably did things mm-hmm. for the other people that are with the uh, staff right now. But he uh, he he would go out of his way. He would always go the extra mile, and uh, I, and I and I missed I missed that about him. You know, I, I missed you know when I left in 2014, I missed my chance with him because we were constantly talking. There was there was not a minute in the day, Paul. Mm-hmm. Whether he was at work or I was at work, that we were not talking. I mean, we would, we, it was like appointments. Like we would get on the chat and um, the G chat. I think at that time now, the yeah, Gmail I still have, around. I still have your, your yeah. little icon there in a mic. Yeah, too yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The G chat was here. And Paul, I'm telling you right now, I would go to my work office, he would sign into work, and we would talk. About 8 a.m. to the in the in the morning uh to close a business. I mean, constantly. Mm-hmm. Hey, how's it going? Laughing, joking. Um, when are you coming home? When you, can I go over to your place? You know, and you hang out. And I remember playing basketball with Mike and his nephew and his and his and his brothers. I remember his uh sister-in-law, you know, cooking dinners for us. Uh, I remember his his nieces and nephew when they were babies. Um when he, when he got a new niece or nephew, he would tell me, hey, my brother had a baby. Come over and come meet him. And that, that's what I, I miss about, about him. Just that the, 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 he and I connected beyond the website. It wasn't just work with him and me. It was just, you know, beyond that. And I just gave you a sample of. Yeah, no, for of, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you're limited on time because you, you, you got to put a little montage together. But. Uh, I mean, I can go on and on. Everybody listening, right? When when Paul yes. approached me, when Paul approached me uh, to to contribute a little bit to this, I said, I don't think I, I don't think a segment is enough. Yeah. Um, there's countless, countless stories um, that not many people know about that, that I hold about Michael. Just his personality. He had up. Yes, everybody. He did have other dreams and ambitions outside of Projects First. Some of them he realized. Some of them he didn't. But he was truly trying to think bigger he was always trying to think bigger about the website and think bigger for you guys you know how can we make i remember those emails with mike with me and mike how can we make paul better how can we make so-and-so better how how do we make this podcast that i I used to host for years Mm -hmm. better you know um there's there's another thing like you know did you know that project spurs was one of the first uh spurs websites that mike and i got on tv yes Project used to be on TV uh, at News 4 on their mm-hmm. website years and years ago. We were the first ones to do that in San Antonio for a fan blog to go onto a major San Antonio outlet. Um, Paul was part of, been part of it. I mean, countless people have been a part of it before yeah. it folded. Um, but there were year, years, years where it was just Mike and I by ourselves behind that, that TV station table. Mike used to host it. Yeah, Mike used to host it for a long time. And then we started alternating. Um, I mean, Paul, there's just, there's just so many things that I can go into and, you know, I'll, I'll miss them. I miss them already. Uh, it was a shock to me. I thank the family for giving me a day notice. They did tell me the day before. So I was well prepared for the next day when it became public. Yeah. Um, I was actually in route to the hospital to go visit him Mm -hmm. when they, they gave me the news. Uh, his sister and his family were telling me, like, no, go ahead and go, go ahead and go, you're fine. 
you know, go out there. When are you planning to go? I'm going to go on a Sunday. Perfect. You know, it's like traffic day. Go over there. And then they just said, just make sure you call ahead. You know, make sure everything's on the up and up. And I called ahead, called his brother. And I go, hey, I'm on my way. You know, just give me a heads up. And then he told me that he might, that I might want to turn around. And then that's when he told me the news. Yeah. Oh, so that's how I found out. It was the day before. And um, uh, heartbroken. I remember driving back, just tearing up and just having flashes of memories of him just rushing through my mind. And yeah, he, he will be missed. I miss him. You know, you know, I'm pretty sure he and I will start another pro another website down the road to him sometime. Um, you know, when I when I meet him up again, meet with him mm -hmm. again. So, yeah. um, you know, Mike, uh, thank you for everything you did. Uh, thank you. I think I, I think Mike more for his friendship that he gave me. He gave me a yeah. really good insight into what, you know, how he really, really was. Um, boy, uh, Paul, there's a lot of things about this website that that he and I did. And, you know, he spearheaded that you don't even know about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and he, he you know but he did that again i just go back to like how how he wanted this to be bigger he wanted to be i mean if it was an event he tried to get us in if it was yep. something as as a little peewee t-ball game he had to get project spurs out there and he found a way to get it out there and that's what i liked about him it just he was aggressive in that in that aspect he wanted project spurs name out there and he did whatever it took to get it out there. Um, uh, did, did you know, Paul, that Project Spurs used to sponsor a soccer team? No, I didn't know that. Wow. That's, yeah. That's news to me right there. Yeah. It used to, yeah. And I, 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 I'm going to have to dig for those emails, but I still have photos of the Project Spurs logo on the soccer field. Um, I remember we were wow. so proud of that moment. He went out there to the field or the pitch and I was away and he was snapping photos and he was emailing them like, look at us here. Look at us there. It was and not one time do I remember a shot of Mike taking of the actual game. It was just about how we were sponsoring a soccer team. Um, so, oh man, yeah. But I know you're short on time, and I don't want to suck too much of it. But uh, for everybody who knew him, uh, you were you were fortunate to get to know him. For those that have touched his lives, uh, and I'm thankful you shared a little bit in his life as I did. And. Yeah, yeah, immense, immense, immense hole right now. You know, one of the one of the original guys that did it, and mm -hmm. Michael. You know, I'll see you soon, buddy. Rest up. Uh, I miss you. Um, we accomplished a lot together, Mike. We did a lot together, Mike, and you had a lot to do with that. Um, thank you for bringing me on the ride to when projects first started. Uh, you know, it was it was it was just. It was the baby. It was our baby, Mike. We would always call it our baby. Um, but you know, you put in a lot. You put in a little bit more hours than I did for the baby. And uh, yeah, it's just yeah. I'm just thinking about him right now. I just can't believe he's gone. It's just stunning yeah. still. But uh, Paul, I want to thank you for letting me come on a reminisce a little bit about Mike and you know, no, thank you, thank that, you. Some stuff that yeah, I just share a little bit of the stories. Of Mike DeLeon. But no, those other fun stories I already promised to his brothers first. Their brothers okay, really want to yeah. know. Yeah, they want to know the other fun story that Mike and I got into. So those are for him, uh, for him and his brothers. So um, thank you. Thank you, Paul. And, uh, you know, hope you're doing okay as well with the loss of Mike. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff, for, for joining and, you know, for sharing your, you know, sharing for Jeff for sharing his memory. Because like I said, Jeff is known, you know, as far as like the professional world, Jeff, 
those of us working with Mike all these years, he's known Mike the longest. And like, he's the only one, you know, now that Mike's gone, who can actually give us that background of exactly how projects first started and, and you know, how just how everything that's here today is, is originally began. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much, Jeff, for sharing your memories and your time. Anytime, anytime. Now joining the episode is Project Spurs editor, Stephen Michael. Stephen joined Project Spurs back in February of 2014. Stephen, welcome. And, um, you know, just what, what are some of your thoughts uh, on Mike and, and just, you know, how, how did you meet him? You know, what kind of doors is he open for you? Hey, Paul, it's good to be here. Um, so, yeah, as you said, I joined Project Spurs in February 2014. Um, I feel kind of old now. I mean, it's, it's eight years I've been here. Oh, man. I think uh, you and I have been there, you know, currently working with them the longest or currently yeah. at Project Spurs longest now. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's actually how long we've been here. Eight years, I mean. Um, so, going back, way back into the archives here, um, I used to, I don't know if you know this, but I actually used to run my own personal blog, Minute by Minute Sports. I had a uh, you know, website, it was one of those, like, you would do for free websites and you can make it yourself. Mm -hmm. So I did one of those. And then I started writing articles and posting them on Facebook way back when. And um, I post them to Facebook, but also to the website. That's how Mike found me. And he, I um, emailed him one day because I was like, I want to write about the Spurs. Like, I love the Spurs. I'm a big mm -hmm. fan forever. I want to write about them. So I emailed him one day and randomly in February. I was like, ah, He's never going to respond. Like, I'm never going to hear nothing. Lo and behold, 24 hours later, I get an email in my inbox. And he responded. He, he's like, I know you are ready from your work. Um, he's like, you've done a great job doing this, this, and that. And each individual thing I've already done. He's like, let's give you a shot. So he gave me a sample article to write. Um, and funnily, funnily enough, I still remember what the article was. It was uh, the Spurs had just traded for, remember Jeff Ayers? Yes, Jeff Ayers. Oh well, NBA, <laughs> NBA champion Jeff Ayers, by the way. Still, still perplexed on that. Anyway, um, yeah, so, so it was Jeff Ayers, and uh, there was another player attached to that. And I don't remember exactly who that player was. But I know he was one of the main players. His, as you said, NBA champion Jeff Ayers, which still blows my mind to this day, eight years later. And um, he, wrote, I wrote the article, sent it to him at the time, and he gave me some feedback. And there was some feedback in there. And actually, he was like, look, I hope you don't mind me giving you some constructive criticism because I know you want to improve as a writer. And I was like, no, I don't mind it. That man went through my article, Paul. He went through my article. He's like, this is what you did good. This is what you need to improve on. I hope you don't mind. And from that moment forward, I was like, okay, I know I'm in a good spot because yeah. my writing improved every single time I would write something. Mm -hmm. And he gave me the, yep. he, he gave me the advice. He's like, look, I know what you're talking about. He's like, I'm sure anyone who writes about the Spurs will know what you're talking about. But there are people out there who may not know what you're talking about. So you need to write from the perspective of these people that are reading this have no idea what you're talking about. So you need to explain it. So I did that. And as, mm -hmm. as you know, over the years, um, my writing improved. And I eventually started doing, uh, as I do currently right now, recapping the games, doing different analysis. I approached Mike with the idea to do like, everybody under the moon writes recaps of the Spurs nowadays from, yeah. from you and I at, on Project Spurs to you know the bigger names like the AP or whatever, ESPN. And so yeah. you can easily kick to ESPN and find out the box score, find out whatever about the game. I wanted to do something different. So I started with three standout players. I started now to this season doing, um, you know, here's three thoughts from the game that yeah. may or may not be in the box score or you may not you cannot look at the box score to 
see what happened in the game or whatever. Of course, you can get things like, oh, did John Tamara have these many points or whatever, but there's it's the little things that may or may not have affected the game that you're not going to see in the box score, which I think is a really cool uh, feature that I went to Mike and said, hey, I want to try this. He didn't even hesitate. You know what? Go for it. There's something new. Let's try yep. it. Yep. And that's what I loved. Um, so that's how I got my start with Project Spurs. Way back when an email and a, an article on Jeff Ayers. <laughs> wow, man. So, yeah, I mean, just, you know, you've echoed something that a lot of people that, that, have, that have interviewed so far have kind of echoed. The fact that, like, we all have this where we had an idea and, and Mike wasn't the person we were afraid to take it to. We were, we were like, we, we knew he would be, you know, he wasn't just going to say yes to everything. But the fact that he was, like, open about your, you know, all of our ideas, mm-hmm. he was like, he was willing to give us a chance with it and see if it works. And and just like you, you, you brought up such a good point right now about how you talking about how he started editing your first work. He did the same thing to me. We're like, yes, my first articles, they were very much like a fan perspective, mm-hmm. like just like me, 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 I, 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 us, us, us about yep. the Spurs. And he didn't do it all in one try. You know, he didn't he didn't just say, hey, fix all this. You know, he would slowly say, hey, you know, and the next one, try to work on this. And the next one, try to work yeah. on this. And like very slowly to the point that I ended up becoming an editor where I, I you know, <laughs> I, I honed it in so well because of his tips and his and his coaching in this that, you know, he trusted me to now edit other people's works and, and work with them on their mistakes. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, and then you're, you're the same thing now, because like you said, you're now the editor too as well with Project Spurs. Right. So like the fact that we both came in, you know, these very raw writers in our careers and and Mike was the one who, who, who again, he didn't do it in a ruthless way, a very cruel way. He did it so constructively. And that's the thing I've heard from almost everyone I've talked to, whether it's um, video format or whether it's writing format. He was, he, he really just had a way of slow, and it was like a slow process. You know, if you stuck with him and you, and you worked with him, it's going to, it's going to take time, but look at what, look at what your, your writing turns into today or, mm-hmm. or your videos or things like that. So I, I think you brought up an awesome point. Yeah. And, um, you know, you, you just don't cover the San Antonio Spurs. I know, I know that, you know, you work with Syria Project Spurs, but Steven, you've been all over the place in terms of covering different sports. Can you kind of just talk about the kind of uh, different doors that Mike opened up to, to different sports and just different organizations? Yeah. So, I mean, as you know, Mike and also Jeff Garcia uh, together founded Project Spurs, as you know, and as I'm mm-hmm. sure everyone who is listening to this knows. And... Um, I told Mike one day, I don't remember when it was. I was like, you know what? I really want to cover the Spurs. And at the time, I believe you were covering them. And and as you know, the Spurs have this, uh, you know, rule, like only one person per organization. Mm -hmm. And it's cool. But I was like, I want to cover something. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. I was like, doing it from home is cool and all, but I want to be there, like experience like you are, like you do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, am I... Talk to Mike about this. At the time, we had the San Antonio Rampage, who were the were the hockey team here in San Antonio, who also played at the AT&T Center. And they had literally nobody. <laughs> There's like nobody goes to those games to cover them because the truth is sports writers here don't care about the minor league teams. And that's just the truth. So mm-hmm. um, at the time, you had the Rampage. And I was like, you know, he's Mike says, you know, I'll get you credentials for the Rampage. So it was a one of those game-by-game credentials. And eventually... Um, I, I was going so often, the PR people there at the time, uh, who was Danielle Bernstein, who was no longer with the team or with, no longer with the SSNE, she was like, you know, I'll just give you a full season credential. <laughs> I was like, let's just, mm-hmm. you're, you're here enough, let's just do it. So I got a full, uh, and this was halfway through the season at this point. And so I, I, maybe she got sick of hate me emailing her the game before the game. I don't know. But I mean, so <laughs> I got a full season credential to the Rampage, and that's how it started. Mike, Started me with the Rampage, covering the Rampage. Then it went to the San Antonio Stars, um, who yeah. were, were the WNBA team here from 2014 until they left. And I believe it was 2017 or 2018, whenever they left. I was covering that team every summer. 
And um, from 2016 to currently right now, I cover San Antonio FC. And I've covered SAFC ever since they began every single um, season. I'm there and, and high atop the press box at Toyota Field, you know, covering the team and covering soccer. And mind you, I had I watched hockey on TV, never, ever played it in my life. Couldn't tell you what a four check is at the time. Now I can tell you all these different hockey terms that I have no use for now. But I mean, uh, I mean, I can tell you all these terms. When it comes to soccer, I mean, I can tell you all these terms I did not know back in 2014 or back in 2013. And all that's because of Mike. And I had to learn these things. I had to, like, you know what? In order for me to be a good writer and cover the team as a real reporter, I have to know what I'm talking about. So I research yeah. things. I have, I mean, I can tell you, I got charts right now on the on my laptop of stats, of players, of who, who has been here the longest, records when SAFC scores first versus when they don't. Like all this stuff is currently, and Mike is the one who kind of taught me that. And also, you kind of did too. I know you have your stat book yourself. So I was like, you know yeah. what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I, I need to learn from the people I work with. So that's exactly what I've done. So being with Project Spurs has opened so many doors for me. And now, um, as much as I love covering my sports and covering all this, um, my, working with Mike also led me to cover things overseas, covering TV shows overseas, which I used to write for a website called Reality Box TV in the UK until it unfortunately shut down. And um, that also led to me opening up my own website. Let speak going back to the beginning of this, where I said Mike and Jeff co-founded it together. Um, I co-founded a website called Forward Access News with David Bradford, who is uh, a very good friend of mine. And he and I co-founded that website together. And I am that site's chief political reporter reporting on uh, President Biden, the White House, politics and entertainment news, uh, bringing that side back over. So um, all of this is because of Mike. I would not be covering this morning, getting up at 3 a.m. to cover President Biden's uh, overseas trip. I wouldn't even think about doing that. Getting emails from the White House, being on the White House press list, mm -hmm. you know, um, going and being in their press briefings and virtually. I mean, all of this is because of Mike. The connections I, I've made with you guys at Project Spurs, with uh, people in this city, people not even in this city, people, reporters, yeah. um, national reporters. I mean, I am now followed, <clears throat> excuse me, I am now followed by reporters from the Washington Post, the BBC, uh, obviously people here, reporters locally here in San Antonio, national reporters. I mean, all of these people are following me. I'm thinking, am I, am, am I doing something right? Like, <laughs> like, am I getting to be a reputable person when it comes to reporting on these things? People are literally following me to see what I tweet out, to see the news that I break. And that comes with other, another thing, which is, I do on-camera video work, uh, editing my own videos, um, mm -hmm. producing yeah. news packages for uh, Project Spurs uh, YouTube ch uh, channel. That yeah. led me to doing Forward Access's news channel. Um, I've hosted podcasts for Forward Access News. We're going to launch one actually um, next month, which is really cool. Um, I'm a guest on here with you. I mean, all of this yeah. is because of Mike, because yeah. everything, everything that he has done for me I owe literally, and I'm not, and I am not joking when I say this. I literally owe my career to this man, because if I never sent that email back in 2014, I don't think I would be sitting here talking to you right now. No, I, I think that's very, yeah, I think that's very, very realistic that that probably doesn't happen. And the fact that not only you, but a lot of us who who I've, I've interviewed have have just had that 
we just need that one little step to actually take that, you know, for us, it felt like a risk of like contacting this guy, you know, Michael DeLeon and seeing, you know, we didn't think, you know, it's, it's not me, but a lot of people didn't think, you know, he, he would respond. Like you're saying, you know, I had another writer uh, say almost a very similar story. And the fact that, yes, he took his time, he, he followed your work and he, he gave, and he gave you that shot. I mean, that's what mm -hmm. he did for a lot of people. And, and I think that's why we see so many journalists across, across um, different sports, different, different media environments kind of show, showing, you know, when, when, when he passed away that, you know, this guy had really had, had an, had an impact on, on their career and mm -hmm. helping them get their foot in the door, at least just giving them a chance. That's kind of what right. everybody needed was just a chance. And like you mentioned, Stephen, just the fact that we could all, um, you know, get, we got our chance, but then also the fact that Mike let us kind of evolve and like work and, and try different things. You know, there was, there's all sorts of different things. I think one thing I want to, I want to, I want to talk about is how, cause you and I know this a little bit more cause we brought in people to Project Spurs alongside right. Mike, you know, and the fact that he kind of, he, he had worked with us for so long. And the fact that he kind of gave us, he, he, he gave us his trust, you know, mm -hmm. that we were bringing in people to, to, to work with him. And, and the reason why I bring that up is because I know that I, I first met Colin Reed and, and I was kind of the one who kind of recruited him. You know, Mike could have easily just told me, no, I don't want, you know, I don't want you, I need to, I need to value this guy, whoever this person is, right? He could have easily told me about it, but he didn't. Uh, mm -hmm. Mike knew, you know, he, he wanted to give Colin a shot once, once he knew that I, I was the one kind of pitching for him. And just the fact that he was open to that, he wasn't just going to say no to you. And, and the reason why I bring that up is because I know Vicky earlier, I, I had interviewed her on a segment. Yeah. And she mentioned how, how she first knew you. And then you kind of, you got her in touch with Mike. And so, and yeah. just, you know, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, I mean, I, Vicky and I both went to UIW together. Uh, she actually graduated a year uh, before me, or two, or two years before me, actually. So mm -hmm. I knew of her um, and kind of went to the same, because she saw me like covering Rampage and Stars. And she loved it loves to this day, still loves Becky Hammond. And um, at the time, Becky was already retired in her final season uh, and retiring when I started in 2014. Becky, well, it was her final season. So I got to cut, if you think about it, I got to cover Becky's final season in the WNBA. Um, I get to see her literally transition from player to assistant coach. And now I'll be seeing her transition to a head coach in the WNBA, which is really cool. Also telling you how old I am doing this. But I mean, um, you know, Vicky loved Becky. And I remember she wanted to write about the stars and she loves basketball. And I mean, Vicky's a very good friend of mine. And anyone can, anyone tells you different about Vicky loving basketball. She loves basketball. Trust me. So she wanted to write about the stars. And so I introduced her to Mike. I was like, look, I know this girl from, from UIW. We're really close friends. Um, she has a passion for writing and I think she'll be a good fit for, uh, for, for at least covering stars um eventually and so she came to a game with me she kind of shadowed me kind of see what i do like how how the, what the process is and eventually she became a writer for uh which what was known formerly as stars hoops currently is now the project spurs network where we have all these different things and um you know that's how that started she began covering basketball and she loved doing on video work so uh we got her doing that she was a little nervous of course and um, she moved to Minnesota with her husband at the time, or her, her, still her husband now, but at the time she moved to Minnesota and she was doing um, on-camera work there. She came back here in, to San Antonio and she, uh, as you know, does the Spurs Rewind with Joe. Yep. Um, so, I mean, all that, I mean, is her uh, resume speaks for itself, but... I mean, as you said, I mean, it's who you know and, and things like that. And yeah, she's right. I mean, I did introduce her to Mike and that's how that got started. Um, and also, um, I know you mentioned, just to add on to what I said earlier about when Mike has done for me, 
Um, you know, as I said, I have my own website, Forward Access News, and we recently, which is sad now looking back, but uh, given what's happened, but we recently, as I think it was la in last month, uh, started a partnership with Project Spurs. So Forward Access mm -hmm. News and Project Spurs are now partners. And Mike was like, you know what, I'm excited to see where this partnership goes, and we can, it'll be good for the future of Project Spurs. And I think um, that's what says a lot about Mike, is that he was always looking forward into the future to better the brand of Project Spurs, whether it's bringing in writers like you and I did with Colin and Vicky, or, you know, we would have like our uh, editor's meeting. We would talk about what, what we can do to improve in the next season, even even if the numbers were really good the season before, he would want to improve on those. So he was, that, that is the type of leader he was. And that is the type of leader that I want to be for Forward Access News, for Project Spurs moving forward. I mean, yes, I'm an editor now, and I mean, I think I do a very good job at it, but I want to, every single time I do something, I want to make it even better. So that's the type of person Mike inspired me to be, and I'm sure he inspired you as well. No, you, you just summed it up perfectly. I mean, that's kind of who Mike was. And like you said, you know, we've been, we, you and I have been there, Project Spurs, the longest now. And so, yeah, I mean, you, you just summed it up perfectly, Stephen. You know, just the, the, kind of the path he set us on. And so th thanks so much, Stephen, for joining me here, on, on, you know, for this for this quick segment. But thank you again for sharing your thoughts and, and, and um, you know, just how much Mike's had an impact on your career. Yeah, Paul, I, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And like I said, I tweeted this out uh, on the day we got the news, but I'll, I'll reiterate it here is, Mike may be gone, but his legacy, and he will live on in all of us that he has touched, and all of us at Project Spurs will continue his legacy moving forward. No, you're for, you, you are you are so right there. So so thanks you, thank you so much, Stephen. Mm -hmm. And now joining us in this special uh, podcast episode dedicated to Michael DeLeon is Project Spurs uh, member John Diaz. John joined Project Spurs back in September of 2013, and he's. He's still a member of the Project Spurs family. John, welcome. And, you know, just kind of, you know, how, how were you introduced to Mike and, and what, what kind of, um, you know, just what, what has he helped you out with throughout your career? Uh, there's no shortage of, of things Mike has helped me with or how I've met him or anything. Um, you know, it started off Twitter. Uh, when I first started writing, you know, I was on writing on my own website and Mike was one of the many Spurs bloggers like yourself. Uh, Matt Tynan, Trevor Zickraff, like all those guys that were just part of like Spurs Twitter, like OG mm -hmm. Spurs Twitter. Mike, Mike had followed me and started. It, it, that's kind of like a realization, like because I had I was familiar with Project Spurs already, mm -hmm. uh, especially being an avid original Deadspin reader. The the good Deadspin days, knowing that Project Spurs was like one of the top ranked sites for uh, Spurs coverage by Deadspin meant a lot to. To know that and then to have Mike follow me was kind of like a little bit of a validation that I needed to to kind of pursue it a little further. Mm -hmm. um, and so I started with Air Alamo uh, the, the 2013 season. And at the end of the season, I was looking to make a move. And I had uh, reached out to Mike and I'd reached out to someone with Pounding the Rock also. Mm -hmm. And I just remember like something about Mike just drew me to the site. And knowing that, you know, you guys had the Spurs roundtable with WAI and all that stuff, I just, I told Mike, like, hey, uh, let's go. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll join the team. And, you know, it, it couldn't have been, I, I had no idea what it would have turned into. Um, yeah. it, it, you know, after that first season, like Spurs won a championship and everything. And I was like, hell yeah, like this is, this is the tops, like, and came into the next season and uh, Mike had told me to, 
help out with the Austin Spur site. Mm-hmm. And I I reluctantly agreed. I kind of felt like, you know, I was kind of being demoted a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't lie, but you know, I, I took it in stride and it was just the realization that Mike wanted me to do more and to learn more, to be more than just a writer, to be more than just uh I, I don't even know how to explain it. It was just entrusting me with more responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that has set up my entire career because, you know, it led to covering high school football, led to interviewing a lot of these athletes that are in the NBA, in the NFL now. And it's just invaluable experience that I could have never seen coming joining Project Spurs, but Mike saw it and that meant the world to me. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you had some good points there. And, and, and one thing I wanted to uh, mention was that, like, you know, just talk about like how. How Mike got us together, you know, we, we've met, you know, in person multiple times now because of when Mike would do our annual Project Spurs meetings and we would all meet together. And just again, it's just like he didn't just want it to be, you know, something that's just online only. If, if we all kind of lived around each other, he wanted to definitely see us face to face and kind of so we can grow that, that team chemistry. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And, and my, I remember the first time physically meeting Mike uh, was when I was part of back then before Texas Redstone Report, it was Texas HS football. Mm-hmm. Um because I had told him, I, I when I finally decided to start pursuing this for real, I went back to school, and before I went to the University of Houston, I started at AM San Antonio, and mm-hmm. my professor was like, hey, you should really do an internship, because you've already got a lot of real-world experience, uh, and I said, yeah, cool, so I told Mike, like, hey, can I be, like, a Project Spurs intern, and, you know, obviously Mike was already paying us, and it's not like we're making like life-changing money with Project Spurs, but he didn't mm-hmm. want to take that away from me. So he said, hey, yeah. we've got this football website. Intern over there so I can still pay you for the Spurs stuff. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, cool. And so he's like, I, I drove out to the office that they had in, uh, in like south of Austin. And I just remember like I walked up the stairs. I, I didn't know what to expect, honestly, because I would just known Mike for a long time off of Twitter and this big dude just gets up from this chair. Like I didn't even see him behind the other guy that we were working with. He just gets out of this chair and I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Like Mike was like, I'm six two. Mike was taller than me and a bigger dude than I was. I was like, Oh my crap. Like it was blown away. And then he he was just for as big as he was, it was just as big as his heart was. It was Mm -hmm. just that caring and just, (laughs) just so easy to talk to and and such a, a loving person. And that grew into, you know, meeting them in like Bandera to cover games and he'd always get the food. He'd always, yep. he wouldn't let you pay for anything. Yep. And and just come out to, to San Marcos and, you know, meeting all of y'all. And, you know, I, when, when we did the very first like Project Spurs meeting and he said, Hey, I'll provide the food. And I was just thinking like, okay, well, we're going to get like a Chick-fil-A nugget plate or something like no big deal. No, Mike went out and got the some of the best barbecue in the yes. whole damn state of oh, Texas. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, and gets enough for everyone and tells us to take the leftovers home. And I'm just like, I, I that's just that's who Mike was. And it it's just a long lasting relationship and friendship with everyone involved. Like it was just never projectspurs.com. It was a family. It it was I know we emphasize family a lot as we cover the Spurs and the Spurs emphasize that, but it truly was a family with us. For sure, for sure. And then, you know, one of the last things you, 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 I was really happy that you were able to do, um, you and Jonas, and I talked to, to Jonas about this, was the fact that you guys put the, um, the Forever Toros podcast together the last, the last two years. And that was, for me, that was really fun because, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I told, kind of told Jonas this, you know, 
I do the I do the Spurs cast. It's kind of like I already have my format and kind of I know what to expect. And even even when I had Mike on as a guest or I had Jonas on or you on it individually for as being Spurs, you know, talking about the Spurs, I kind of knew where those conversations were kind of going because I've ever already worked with y'all for so long. But it was so fun for me as a listener to listen to your to y'all's episodes because they would just go on different <laughs> tangents and it was a lot more. It was just something unique that that I hadn't heard in a long time. And, and again, I really liked it, especially now you know, unfortunately that that Mike's gone. The fact that I got to hear him in a different light and and the way you kind of made him laugh a lot of times and just kind of the stuff that that just different avenues he got to go down not that it didn't just have to be spurs centric can you talk about that a little bit how how um how, just kind of how, how y'all were how kind of he was open to the idea of uh working with, with the Four forever turtles podcast and then just kind of how y'all um, you know how those episodes went yeah and, and the funny thing it started with the texas red zone report stuff when we did the the podcast with uh jeff serta mm-hmm. um we we would just it was always recording issues that led to the tangents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we would always have problems recording and we'd have to just fill in the void. And little did I know, Mike still had like it recording in the background. So, <laughs> you know, it kind of turned into a thing where I was just kind of like when Mike finally trusted me enough to host, um, you know, like one of my idols growing up ha- has always been Dan Levitard. And mm-hmm. Dan writes the way he talks and he hosts the radio show the way he talks. And it's just... It's a show about nothing. It's not serious. But at the same time, when you need to be serious and when you need to talk and analyze properly, you do that. But you still have to entertain the audience. You still have to give those people something to listen to. And the fact that Mike and I could talk about anything, it didn't matter who who was the third guest. It could be you. It could have been Steven. It could have been Jonas. Anyone else could have been that third person. And we would have welcomed you the same exact way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. brought you in into just our mind for for even just the briefest moment, and that meant the world to me. That not only did he trust in me to you know be able to bring the show back, you know keep it on track, keep the rails going, but also be able to just deviate and have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I, re- I really you know like I said, I, I really missed y'all's episodes. Um, you know so. That was just a, it was a fun podcast. I liked seeing it in my feed every week when it would, when it would pop up. And, and like I said, it was cool to hear because I, I you know I talked to Mike a lot on the Spurs cast, and he was my guest all the time. Uh, he was actually my, my most frequent. Whenever like somebody would, would cancel me, I would immediately go back to Mike. He always knew, you know, oh, okay, I got to be ready. He was so flexible and, and, and willing to, to help out anytime I needed his help. But again, it was cool to hear him in a different in different light whenever he talked to you and Jonas and and you guys went you know did, did, did your thing there on the um, uh, about the Austin Spurs. So thanks, John, again for taking some time to, to talk about Mike. Um, did you have any last words or comments about Mike? I, man, I just I, I've said it over and over again, but I can't emphasize enough. I I would not be here today without that man. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally just got off work to join you, and the fact that I can say like I'm in a you know in a news station in Houston, and you know one of the top markets in the country, a most trusted news site, and with the very little experience I have, like a lot of people have to grind out journalism careers mm-hmm. through through the Valley, through San Antonio, and <laughs> before they get to a big city. And I started in a big city because of Mike. And that, not a lot of people can say that. And it's just, it's a testament to his ability to develop people, to see talent, and to push us. Every every single one of us, every single day, it's just, I, I'll miss him dearly, but I, I take him everywhere I go. Like, I have my yeah. little wall of every event I covered for Project Spurs, every credential i've ever gotten i've kept all that stuff just as a reminder of where i came from and it's why like being able to to go to beg my bosses to be able to do this episode was so meaningful to me because i cannot honor that man and thank him enough for what he did and 
no matter what, however many texts I sent him in his last days, still not enough. And I wish I could mm-hmm. tell him every single day. Same here, man. I have that same feeling. So thank you so much, John, for taking some time. And, you know, th- thank you again. And now joining us in this uh, special episode dedicated to Michael DeLeon is Project Spurs Director of Digital Media Content, Joe Garcia, who joined Project Spurs about two years ago. Uh, Joe, you know, how did you just like I've been asking everyone, you know, how, how did you meet Mike? You know, what, what kind of doors did he open for you? You know, just what, what are some of your thoughts? Yeah, well, the, the thing is, like when I first started doing the Two Shots podcast uh, way back when, um, I just, you know, got on, started talking Spurs. I didn't really know a lot about, you know, what was going on as far as the Spurs content within the community itself, because it was still kind of new, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But lo and behold, when I started doing this, uh, Mike's the first one to uh, reach out to me and was kind of like, hey, you know, I, I saw your website and I kind of listened to your your podcast and, you know, I think you're doing a great job. Just get, always giving, you know, positive encouragement, positive feedback. Yeah. And we kind of just struck up conversations and, you know, it became a friendship, you know, and we were always bouncing ideas off of one another because we both were kindred spirits because we we're both doing like podcasting and you know, jumping into live live streaming, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of my forte in this whole thing. Uh, and and that's something that Mike was always interested in. So he would ask me questions. I would ask him questions. We'd have late night conversations sometimes. You know, if I had an idea or he had an idea, he would, you know, text me or DM me or we would talk to each other, you know, call each other up. But it was always positive reinforcement for one another. And that's the thing that always stood out with me with, with Michael is that he was so... Uh, selfless, you know, always wanting mm-hmm. to give of himself, pass on knowledge, pass on tips, anything he could do to make you the best version of you that you could be, you know. So Mike doing that for me had a tremendous impact because in turn, I winded up, you know, doing that for other people as well. Anybody mm-hmm. that asked me for help, I kind of take that page out of Michael's playbook and and try to pass that information and try to, in yeah. other words, pay it forward, you know. And and another thing is like, I don't think people realize is like Mike was kind of funny too, you know. He oh yeah, for sure. Oh man, you don't even yeah. People don't even know you know the kind of stuff I would send him, and how yes. he would listen to my ear on stuff when I was upset about things. Yes, like it was so funny because he would do stuff like on social media, almost like trolling you, but it yes, was just yes. being funny, you know. He was just being sarcastic, and that was him, his quick wit, you know. Even when we're doing a live stream, he was always in there, kind of you know saying funny stuff, you know, kind of like Josh. Uh, Paredes did, you know, former uh, Project Spurs mm-hmm. staff members. So Mike and, and Josh, I think, kind of share that share that kind of a same humor, you know, that quick wit, kind of sarcasm. And it's not meant to be disrespectful. It's meant to be funny, you know, and that's the thing yeah. that I liked about Mike, you know, that people don't probably didn't realize is that how funny he was like a comedian almost, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and um, I miss that. <laughs> no, no, for sure. No, we're definitely going to miss that. And then just like I remember, um, you know, me, one of our, my first interactions meeting you in person was was because of Mike. You know, we would do yeah. our um, our annual. Uh, he, he he had been doing this for years where he would every 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 year before the Spurs season started, like around September, August, uh, he would he would bring us all together. And we'd always meet like at a restaurant or we'd meet at somebody's house and we kind of he'd always buy food for us and everything. And that was my first time, you know, meeting you. That's the that was one of the cool things, too, is like meeting all the you know, all, I know it's a, Project Spurs is more of it's, a, it's obviously a website. So it's all it's all digital. But the fact that he he was trying to those of us that lived in town or live near each other, he always wanted us to have that community of like meeting in person, just getting that face to face interaction. Do you have any thoughts there? Yeah. Like basically what it was is that Mike was always about his family. Family mm-hmm. was first and foremost on his mind. 
he was always talking about his family, especially about his nephew, Luke, you know, and mm -hmm. because of that fa family dynamic that that Mike had at his core, because to him, family was everything. He actually brought that blueprint over to Project Spurs. Yep. So Project Spurs wasn't just oh a conglomerate of, you know, journalists or, and podcasters yep. and, and, you know, people who could do video and, and let's say social media. It was more of a family dynamic because he was always making sure to reach out kind of talk with each other. We would have our funny conversations in the Project Spurs Slack, you know. Even if you didn't, yes. even if you weren't <laughs> contributing, it would make you laugh, you know, throughout yes. the day. You know, it was kind of a little break because everybody has day jobs and doing stuff and the stress of the day. So it was fun to do that. And, and Mike always had that family dynamic uh, that's kind of ingrained with Project Spurs. It's not just more of, oh, people getting together to work and, and try to, you know, move forward with the vision. It's really like a family unit. You know, and that's one thing that I think is going to cement uh, his legacy moving forward with Project Spurs is it's a family dynamic. So we're all going to want to do the best we can uh, to mm -hmm. to keep that uh, memory of Mike going forward, you know, and, and keeping it alive, keeping his legacy alive and intact, you know. Yeah. And just, you know, going back to what you just said there, you know, it was a perfect uh, summary right there. Was that like, yes, Mike would get us like, you know, we don't we'd all meet for like lunch or, or sometimes it was it was a little bit in the evening. And Joe's right. You know, it wasn't all about, oh, you know, we didn't actually just get together just to work. We actually we, we maybe spent what maybe like 10, 20 minutes on, on actual like like data and stuff like of going over how the site was doing and things like yeah. that. The rest of it was all just, you know, us laughing, have, having a lot of fun, getting to know each other for a lot of because like every year it almost felt like we were bringing in new people. And it was so cool to meet people in person. Like I said, it wasn't just, you know, being online. And so, yeah, that was definitely a big part of it was when he would do those annual meetings for us. And, and it, it was called a meeting, but it was really just like a meetup for all of us to just kind of hang out and get to know each other, which is really fun to share those laughs and, and things like that. Um, and then so, yeah. So, Joe, you know, uh, um, you know, obviously, you know, this is this is a tough time for all of us, you know, and, and obviously you know, our thoughts and prayers continue to go out to Mike's family. Uh, did you have any um, any any last thoughts, uh, uh, you know, uh, regarding Mike and, you know, just, you know, uh, yeah, just to I mean how, during the situation, unfortunately. Yeah. And one of the things that we talked about. Uh, even before, you know, like his passing and whatnot, we would talk like DM, we would, you know, I would even call him sometimes. Mm -hmm. And the things that he was always passing on is always be the best version of yourself, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, going to church and I'm not saying that I'm a very godly man and I'm going to church every Sunday. I'm trying to go every Sunday, you know, and I told yeah. that to Mike and one of the things that I got out of this and, and, and talking with Mike, cause you know, he, he was a, he believed in God as well, you know? And the thing is, is that he would always say the same thing over and over. Always try to be the best version of yourself. If you want to honor God in anything you do, try to, you know, give it your all, you know, give it 100% because that's the way you honor everything in life by giving it your all. So that's the one thing message that I, I kind of take to heart with Mike, even going forward now, always be the best version of yourself. Don't hold back live up to your potential. Don't be afraid of what other people think. Just go out there, create, and be the best version of yourself. For sure. For sure, man. You said it perfectly there. And, and just, you know, you and I are talking right now. And, and one of the things that just came to my mind right now as you're saying that is like, there's two things like one, you know, I, I'm obviously communicating because Mike set up our, our Slack for all of us. You know, we're, we all still communicate through our Slack because of Mike. And, you know, I'm looking at one of his last messages to, 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 to a few members of the group. And, you know, this guy was he was going through chemotherapy. I mean, I, I don't know what that, you know, I don't know what that's like, but I know it's just, you know, it's, it's a horrible thing to have to go through. 
And on that end, you know, while he's doing that, he's actually still wanting to take care of us. Like he's like reaching out to a few of us. I'm seeing in one of our oldest messages right, while he was going through this stuff. He's like saying, hey, guys, I'm trying to get my stuff together to, to pay you guys out. You know, obviously, you know, we weren't asking for this, but like just the fact that he was going through something so horrible. And yet he was still trying to, you know, just just kind of take care of take care of his guys, you know, take care of his of his team and that's the kind of person mike was and then joe i would just say also just like conversations i had with mike was a week before he passed and um and and he actually mentioned your name he basically said you know that's the thing is he wanted us to keep to keep going you know, as, as much as we could so like he, he even mentioned you know I, he knew that my thing was a podcast and you know obviously and he was always my editor he was always the person who uploaded it for me did everything for me he, he, he was our our mixing and editing i mean those of you that listen to sports cast yeah. every week you know that i always end it with mixed and produced by michael de leon i'm gonna really miss <laughs> saying that now and and in our final conversation you know he actually you know while he's again he's suffering he's going through this he actually said you know hey paul i want keep doing the podcast um I, i've already reached out to joe and i've already talked to him we have a plan you you, you talk to him and he's gonna he's gonna start well, uploading it for you start editing it for you and just the fact that again you know that that he's going through this this really horrible time in his life and yet he still you know wants to make sure we're taken care of that he's he's again he's just worried about everyone else about all you know his, his team is like you said his family uh here here at project spurs yeah, and I think one of the the last messages that I I remember seeing in the Slack, him going through all this these horrible things that he's going through, you know, with chemo and whatnot. And one of the things he said is, "I love you all like brothers," you know, mm-hmm. and that yes. really hits home, you know, because that's how he thought of us. It wasn't be- he thought of you as a staff member; he thought of you as family, you know. So yeah. Project Spurs is a family unit. It's not just a conglomerate. Again of just journalists. This this is family. And to him, we were, like he said, you, I love you all like brothers. So that meant a lot, you know? Yeah. So, you know, uh, thanks Joe for coming on here. I'm sharing a few words, you know, obviously, you know, you know, we're, we're continuing to, to, to go through this and, and, you know, we're, we're just, you know, again, we're continuing to pray for his, his family. Uh, you know, Michael is a very special person to all of us. Thank you, Joe. Oh, thank you for having me. And now joining us on this special Spurs cast episode dedicated to Michael DeLeon is former Project Spurs member Aaron Prine. Aaron joined Project Spurs after the 2013 season, uh, and he, he worked with us for about five years until about the 2018 season. And during what, what Aaron was really known for, to Spurs cast listeners, you would know this about him, he was the former Spurs cast host. So Aaron is, is a very familiar voice. Uh, you know, it's, I know it's been a while since you all have last heard him, but those of you that have been listening to the Spurs cast for a number of years, you, you all would know Aaron. Uh, Aaron, welcome. You know, how, how did you first meet Mike? And, you know, what kind of, um, you know, just opportunities, doors that did he help you out with or open for you? Uh, uh, thanks, Paul. Um, yeah, I, I met Mike in uh, about 2010 at a Spurs game. Um, at that time, I was about a year into covering home games for SB Nation County in the Rock. And uh, I met both Mike, uh, Jeff. I think I met you around the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, Jeff was constantly getting after me to make the move to Project Spurs. But Mike was a lot more reserved. And when he and I talked, which was mostly online, it was uh, it was all about basketball, right? It was, it was just uh, opinions and analy- analytics and stuff like that. Um, but like you said, I, I eventually joined Project Spurs in the, right after 2013 season. Um, and you know, with no podcast uh, track record, I took over the Spurs cast and I eventually roped in, uh, Jose Grijalva into being the co-host and mm-hmm. we cranked out about a hundred episodes, but that's a lot of trust. Yeah. You know, that you guys have a site and network that you and a few other individuals have poured your soul into and, for you guys, Mike, to, to hand over the podcast to someone who got semi-popular in local circles because of, he's an idiot, 
Um, <laughs> like that's that's how I got into it. People just like my dumb opinions. But Mike gave me the basis for what he generally wanted, and he let us run with the rest of it, and we did good, I think. And yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was a very good. Um, he was a good guiding hand. He wasn't a micromanager. He wasn't someone to shake a you know who shook his finger and who was incredibly supportive even if we misstepped. And um, you know, doing the podcast, you know, not something I I ever planned on doing or thought I would ever do, and is good enough to get me on a guest spots on local radio as well as in stations in Utah and Philadelphia and a few other places and. And then Jeff and I were doing the roundtable on the uh, WAI News 4 San Antonio. So, um, yeah, it was all podcast-centric, but Mike was uh, right there behind the scenes just uh, being a, the, the conscience in my ear, just letting me know, yeah, this is a good direction. Maybe not do that. Yeah, no, and, and I, I I miss you, you your the podcast with you and Jose. You know, I just I used to love listening to that every week. And and you're right, just the fact that Mike, um, you know, and and, and you know, and the rest of us, we were just very. Uh, but again, it was always his direction, and, and so he was very open to just bringing you in. Like you said, you didn't have that that much experience in that field, but you still, you know, you you were really good at it. And so it was really just fun to see uh, how you got you and Jose kind of took off there with the, with the with the podcast. Um, and then Aaron, something else, you know, once once you. You kind of left. Um, you you've been very. You have a very creative side to yourself where you you, you create these these really cool pop. Um, and not just pop, but spurs like shirts and um and logos and things like that. And so, can you kind of talk about how how Mike kind of supported you in that as well at at, at times? Yeah, uh, one of the things that I used to do at um, Pounding the Rock just because you know same thing with the idiot opinion. I would just make really weird Photoshop, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I worked with Mike a ton on the graphics end and. Uh, he took my hobby of making weird stuff and helped me angle it towards graphic design. And really before working with Mike, I never created anything from the design side at all. Mm-hmm. And um, working with him and getting his feedback, you know, I cranked out the the current logos for Project Spurs, yep. um, mm-hmm. Bobcats Insider, Red Black 90, the, the Red Zone Report, and then some other stuff that Project Spurs used to cover before the teams folded or moved on. Um, all that input that he would provide to me and i have like email upon email me and him going back and forth and that really honed my design skill and uh it helped me in other areas both professionally and personally i'm Mm -hmm. the family you know (laughs) i i make all the stuff for all the personal events in the family birthday cards birth you know baby showers and stuff like that um but that all started with mike and he was the one like hey do you think you could do this? And uh, hell, I don't know. And, uh, but he was incredibly supportive and, um, you know, uh, getting the reaction that I would get when he, uh, when he liked something, when yeah. I made something for him and he was like, Oh, that's cool. Or, you know, um, that made me feel good. And, and, uh, his opinion on a design, I really, really wanted to hit that sweet spot. And, uh, I, I really miss that. I, uh, that's one of my favorite memories of, of him is uh, working with him on that stuff. And um, I just wish I, could, I wish I could make something else for him. Yeah, man. Th- th- yeah. Th- again, you know, just like you said, you just, just kind of just all the support that you had from him. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, thanks again, Aaron, for taking some, so taking some time to talk to us and sharing some memories about Mike. Did you have any lasting um, thoughts or words about, about Mike? Yeah. Um, you know, the, the main thread 
of of Mike with all the, the people that have spoken out in recent days is about mm-hmm. how incredibly supportive he was. And, you know, I, I had difficulties and he always stepped in to help whenever he learned about them. And what he, you and Jeff did for my godson when he was sick with cancer and he needed funds to support his treatment and recovery, what you guys did to step up and help with, on that front, I'll never forget that. And all my all my work after that was free to you guys and to him, but he never wanted anything free from me. We would yep. always lightly argue over it. I give him whatever, and he and uh, you know without me saying another word, there'd be a payment in my PayPal the next day. <laughs> so yep. Uh, mm-hmm. And even when I got out entirely a few years ago, Mike was always still trying to find me new opportunities, whether with Project Spurs or out, out otherwise. And um, he was always working for others. Yes. It was something else. Yes. Yes. I mean, I've shared the story as well in this episode where just the fact that he was, dude, he he's going through chemotherapy and what's he doing on the side. He's trying to get us paid. Like he's still sending us. We, we, we knew what he was. We were telling him like, don't worry about anything with projects first, but he, while he's, you know, pretty, pretty much dying at this point. I mean, he's going through this really tough time and, and he still wanted to see, you know, pay, pay the staff. I mean, just like the fact that he was willing to do that, you know, while, while going through this is just the kind of person Mike was, like you said, Aaron, just, you know, yeah. you, you, you open your email and there's, there's a PayPal. I mean, there's a, yeah, there, there's a payment from PayPal and, you know, and you, even, even when you told him, you know, you don't, you don't need to get paid for this. Like, it's just, he, he just always wanted to look out for everyone and he was just so supportive. Thank you, Aaron, so much for, for joining, man. Um, you know, for Thank coming you. on here and sh- sharing a few of, of your memories about Mike. And now joining us is Project Spurs writer, Benjamin Bornstein. Ben joined Project Spurs back in 2014, and he, pr- he primarily focuses on our draft content. Uh, so, so Ben, how are you first introduced to Mike? So, I met Mike. I had not met him in person. I was still in school at the University of Florida in Gainesville, and I had been looking around. I really started to get into Twitter. And I was looking around mm-hmm. on Twitter to try and find an outlet or or someone who would let me write about the Spurs because frankly I didn't want to start my own blog and have to deal with that kind of nonsense. Yeah. And so I just I just kind of started looking for like Spurs writers. I think I I found you, I found a couple other people, and I came upon Mike. And I think I wanna say I initially contacted you and you told me, no, 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 go talk to Mike DeLeon. He's the guy you should talk to. He's going to, he's going to set you up. And so I think I ended up DMing with him back and forth. He, he said, you know, give me a couple samples or just write something up real quick about what you write about for the Spurs. And I kind of said, well, I don't know if it's specifically Spurs, but, I noticed that you guys, I ended up going to the website. Yeah. I said, I noticed that you guys don't do a whole lot of draft coverage, like really before the draft. Like you get into it like a month or so before the draft. What if I wrote something about that, like a draft prospect or, or something that, or, or the, you know, a position that Spurs are in need of. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, that sounds great. Go ahead and write it up send it to me, Google Word doc, whatever. We'll get something figured out. It's like, wow, okay, that's amazing. I didn't think this would happen. This is cool. So I go, I write it up, uh, send it to him. I think he 
you know, he initially says, oh, wow, this is really cool. I like this. You know, gives me back some edits, mm-hmm. uh, some of his thoughts. I'm like, yes, this is, this is how this should be done. This is how I want to write and be edited. Like, this is, this is very chill. Like, this is not how most newsrooms yeah, or other exactly. places do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I was like, this, this is a good life. This is a good writing life. So, uh, that's that's how I kind of met Mike. I met him on Twitter. Yeah, oh, a lot of us did. I mean, that's kind of, yeah, I mean, I, I did as well. So, you know, and, and just, you just brought something up, Keter, Ben, the fact that, like, you actually, like, you know, a lot of people that I've interviewed so far, a lot of us, you know, we first started with, with you know, writing with Mike on, on whatever he kind of, like, kind of what Product Experts had already. The fact that you came in with a new idea and he, he immediately, like, kind of embraced it and kind of was very open to it, you know, instead of, instead of he could have just said, no, no, I want you to only focus on this thing that we, we do on our site. He could have been like that, but he didn't. The fact that he um, he, he, he let you, you know, kind of bring in your, your method of writing. And then not only that, I mean, you kind of expanded since then. Can you just talk about that, just how... how He's been so open. I know that he he really um he really we 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 I mean, we all did. We relied on you for that for that draft guide. But how, how Mike just like he kind of made you like our draft expert and kind of just like let you have that. And that's like, that's like definitely like your game on our site right there. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I, I I've grown so much since then. Since I was a young bushy tailed wide eyed <laughs> uh, writer, right? Uh, I got to so what. One thing that Mike did that was incredible was I can't remember the, what the first year we did it, but basically we had written. There was one year we had I had been consistent enough in that we had written enough content to where we could create a draft guidebook. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think I, I want to say it might have been like 2016 or 2017 was the first year, and. We made this huge draft guidebook. I think it was like fifteen or twenty pages. I think he, I think mm-hmm. he made printed copies. I want to say. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Um, and it was it was one of those like Project Spurs extras. Like you, I think you had to pay extra or like a subscription or something for those, mm-hmm. which was like really cool to see. You know, your work gets put together and like they added. You know, we added graphics to it and some pictures and stuff, and it was. I don't know to see something like that come to fruition was just amazing. And, Mike was like, yeah, let's just do it. Let's, let's see how big we can get this thing. Let's, you know, people, we didn't realize it, but there are people out there who are hungry for draft content. Like we have actual draft picks here, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Like, just like you said there. Yeah. I mean, just like his creativity and, his, and just kind of his ideas and, and how he's kind of just like let a lot of us to like just expand in different areas uh, um, with our work. And then uh, I, I wanted to ask you, yeah, yeah. And then just kind of, that reminds me of just like more recently, like just, like just on my part, because it, it deals with your, with your work as well, is like when I wanted to create that um, the draft board. I did, I've done this now like a, a, two years in a row now. I kind of approached him with that. I was like, "Hey, look, I like how Ben writes all these all these draft prospects. I'm like, do you mind if like I put them into one solid place where like I'll put some stats and things like that?" And then so he was all for that. And he even let me publish it on the site. And so I'm definitely like, I'm already preparing the, this one for this coming draft. So just the fact that again, Mike gave us a lot of different opportunities to really expand uh, and create. And then not only that, Ben, like, you, like you've written a different kind of pieces. Like you've done analytical pieces about the Spurs. Like it doesn't have to be solely just draft. Like you're like saying, you know, here's what they need. Uh, here's how the team's kind of doing. Can you talk about that a little bit? How sometimes it's not just solely draft content, how like Mike was okay with you just kind of venturing up and do a little, a little bit more. Absolutely. I mean, he's, he, he enjoyed, I think he enjoyed that I did the draft stuff, but was very much encouraging me to do, you know, uh, something, you know, maybe a little something else here and there. He said, mm-hmm. yeah, like your the draft coverage is good stuff, but also 
let's let's try this. Let's see if you like this. Well, you know, just kind of like you're a freshman in college again. You you don't you know you don't know what your major is, but you're like mm-hmm. let's just try things and see what sticks. And so he kind of had me going off doing that and found out I enjoyed doing the podcast with you and with other people with other hosts and people and introduced me to Joe Garcia and mm-hmm. we did two I've been on the two shots podcast a bunch and we talk about you know not we talk about way more than just draft stuff on there we talk about that's when we're talking about you know how the Spurs are doing what their record is some of the more controversial stuff like oh do we need to get rid of Lucas Shamanic when that whole episode was going down I think we did uh, reaction to the Derek White trade mm-hmm. and, you know, how one, how it affects the team. But of course, for me, it was also, well, how does this affect potentially their draft pick now that they, you know, got draft picks in return and Derek White is off the team. So how does that affect how they're going to play, you know, stuff like that. So it was, it was good opportunities to just branch out and kind of like almost tweak uh, the little things that I already do and just kind of add just, just a little bit, just enough to make you more versatile and to give you a feel for, you know, there's, there's more out in this Spurs writing world than the draft. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So Ben, um, you know, thanks again for joining me for for this. Um, did, did you want to, did you have any last thoughts or, or comments you want to say about Mike? Yeah. Um, I, I wish I had the opportunity to tell it to him, to his face, but I just want to say thank you for everything. And he's been an incredible influence on my life. And I hope that other people feel the same way. And I'm sure you've gotten that on some of the other interviews you've done. And I hope people continue to say that. And, sure. uh, I hope people just realize how awesome Mike was. And um, I hope people will continue to honor his legacy by, you know, just being good to each other, keeping things positive, and of course, being good Spurs fans. For sure, for sure. Well said, Ben. Thank thank you so much, Ben, for joining us. Absolutely. And now joining us is former Project Spurs writer Jeff Serta. Jeff joined Project Spurs back in the 2009 season, and then he also uh, worked with uh, when the when the G League team had the Austin Spurs. He worked there with Project Spurs as well for, uh, in the 2010 season. Then Jeff, uh, you know, in a few years later down the road, he ended up launching a wrestling production company called Heel Face Wrestling back in 2016, which is still uh, running today. And, and Mike was a big um, part of, of helping out Jeff there. So Jeff, welcome. You know, how did how did you first meet Mike? And you know, just you know, what what are some things that that he kind of taught you or, or helped you out with? Yeah, I first met Mike, uh, it was like 2008, 2009. Um, I kind of stumbled across um, his Spurs cast one night after a game uh, with him and Jeff uh, Garcia. And um, mm-hmm. I don't remember if somebody just like retweeted that they were live or I don't know how it came across my feed, but I, it did. And then uh, so I started listening. And then, uh, you know, the next game went came by and then it was over. And then the Spurs cast was live again after the game. So I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's kind of like a a post game show, but it's not like on the radio or anything. It's like fans. Yeah. And then they were taking calls from fans as well. So I was like, Oh, that's really cool. They're getting, you know, more people involved, more fans and taking calls and listening. And, uh, I don't know what I, I must've listened to it at least four or five times. And then I finally decided, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and call in and just talk to these guys and, you know, see what's going on. 
talk some Spurs for a little bit. And so I did. And um, I, that's how I first met Mike, you know, over the phone or I guess over the Internet, really. I met him and yeah. him and Jeff and mm-hmm. kind of just uh, kept in touch. I would still listen to their show. And then I think I called in again. And then uh, Mike and I started talking on Twitter and then we exchanged numbers and just kind of kept in contact. We would just, you know, hey, how's it going? And of course, talk about the Spurs because, you know, Mike, everybody knows Mike loved the Spurs. Right. So. Uh, that's always part of any kind of conversation that I I ever had with Mike. Um, Usually how it started, like either he would be, you know, man, I can't believe this is happening or whatever's going on with the Spurs, right? We'll start a conversation and then it just leads to, you know, how's the family? How are you? And then, um, but yeah, so that's how I first met him. And then I think um, during the playoffs of that, of the 2009 slash 10 season, um, the first time I met him in person, we went to, uh, a restaurant here in San Marcos with, I don't remember who else was there. Sorry, but I know there was a couple of us. There. That's okay. It was some people mm-hmm. that were um, also writing for, for Project Spurs at the time. And we went and watched the playoff game. I want to say, I want to say Jeff was there too, or maybe that was a different time in San Antonio, but yeah, that was the first time I like met Mike in person. And then mm-hmm. of course, like uh, the first time I met him, I was like, wow, this dude is really tall. Like, it felt like he was like seven feet tall, yeah. right? And like, that's, mm-hmm. uh, I noticed that um, a lot of, because I've been reading all the stories, right, that people are posting on Twitter or Facebook or wherever they post it. And um, I saw a few people that said, you know, the first time they met him, that's what kind of threw him off. They're like, wow, this dude is like, he feels like he, just, he towers over everybody, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, really nice guy. And, and that's the first time I met him in person. And then, uh, you know, we'd occasionally hang out here and there and then, but oh, we, we always kept in touch uh, through texts after that. And so uh, that's how we pretty much became really good friends from that point on. And um, really great guy, obviously can't say enough nice things about the guy. For sure. And then how did he um, kind of help you out with, with launching um, the heel, the heel face wrestling? Yeah. So uh, like you mentioned, I, I, I wrote there for a season or two covering both the Spurs and then the Austin, they were called Toros at the time, but they're Spurs now as well. And then I, mm-hmm. I left after that for a little bit. And then Mike reached out uh, a few years later and, you know, he's like, hey, I have this idea. I want to run by you. Let me know when you have a few minutes to talk on the phone. I was like, OK, so uh, he called me and then that's when he pitched the idea of the Texas Red Zone report. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he so he was telling me about it. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm all for it. Let's go. Let's let's make it happen. And so, uh, of course, myself, him and. A few others uh, got the got the site rolling, and, and I think I did that for about two seasons of uh, high school sports, and then then I uh, kind of took a break. But that's when I I took the break was because I wanted to do this wrestling thing, this wrestling production company, um, the Hill Face Wrestling. And so what that is essentially is just like we'll do um, we'll film your event, we'll do a podcast, uh, our live podcast, or do just video highlights, just anything that like a normal production company would do. Right. But obviously mm-hmm. not on a bigger scale. And so I, while I was doing the um, second season of the high school stuff, um, I kind of told him like, Hey, I have this idea. Um, my friends and I have this idea. I wanted to run it, run it by you, see what you thought and um, any like input you can give or whatever. And so I told him the idea and he was like, yeah, like, he's like, that sounds like a really great idea. He's like, nobody else is doing that in this area or in Texas general, he's like, it's, it's a unique idea. You should definitely do it. And I said, well, Hey, just so you know, if I do this, then that means I'm not going to be doing like the, the high school stuff anymore. And, 
mm-hmm. you know, he could have easily been like, well, wait, what? Like, you know, like, oh, no, I kind of need you to help me out over here still. But it, he, it was complete opposite. He's like, yes. He's like, let's make it happen. Any way I can help you, let me know. And so he, um, I bought the website. He helped me design the original website. It's changed a couple of times since then, but uh, he helped me design it. He had a logo created for me that we used. Um, we use a different logo now as well. So obviously things have mm-hmm. changed since the beginning, but um, he was very involved um, early on to help us launch the website, uh, produce the content as far as like he was our editor um, for a little bit. And, you know, eventually, I think it was probably about a year of us doing the Hill Face Wrestling on our own. And he's like, hey, what do you think about just making this part of like the Project Spurs network? And I was like, yeah, I mean, who's who's going to yeah. say no to that? Like, you know what I mean? Like the name recognition that he has. Mm-hmm. And he was just like welcome, welcoming us into his little network that he created. Um, and so, you know, not only did he help us get it started, he also like reached back out and said, hey, come over here and be part of our network. And, and you know, let's all help each other and, and cover all the things that we love. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. sure. And I remember, you know, meeting you in person because of that, because, you know, we would, Mike would always do his annual editors meetings early in, in the season before the season began. I think we met one time in some art markets or something like that. So yeah, it was just, again, it wasn't all just specific San Antonio Spurs. Like there was all these different uh, um, sports that Mike was kind of working, helping different people out. And like you mentioned, and, and so I remember we all got together one time. We all met. Yeah, that was really fun. So yeah, and just all the connections we all made. And, and just like you echo, Jeff, just some of the things that, that a lot of people have said, these interviews, the fact that like you said, um, you know, you had this idea of, of wanting to launch this, re- this wrestling company and Mike could have easily been that person who says no to you or like, you know, I need you here in this other department. But instead he was more opening, uh, you know, he was open to it and he was very much willing to let, to like, you know, just let you like, hey, yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. I, I like that idea. And look what it is today. I mean, so. Yeah, I think that that's a really um, just strong, you know, point there that you made that a lot of people have made as well. That just his his openness and to to wanting to see others uh, bring in new ideas and, and helping them launch those new ideas. Um, so so thanks again, Jeff, for, for 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 joining for a few minutes here. Did you have any lasting thoughts or or or, or, or comments you want to make about Mike? Um, man, I just want to. I'm pretty sure everybody else said this is just like man that he Mike is the most you know genuine selfless most caring person I've ever met. He's like it's true. Like people, a lot of people are saying that, but. You know, we're not just saying that just to say that, uh, yeah. you know, he, he said things and, and he followed through and meant them and he cared about you and he celebrated your wins, whether they were win- uh, big or small. He's he's a, he was always one of the first people when uh, we did anything with the Hill Face stuff. Uh, he was always one of the first people that would text me, hey, congratulations or hey, I watched, you know, this show that you guys produced. Um, and it was re- he's like, it was really fun. Good, good work on the production, too. And. We have a lot of people on our team on this side as well. So it's not just myself. So a lot of credit goes to them as well. But, you know, like I said, he just he just wanted to see people do their do what they wanted, their dreams or whatever. And, you know, he wanted them to succeed. And when they succeeded, he was always the first person in line to to clap for you or to congratulate you and say, you know, hey, nice job. I'm proud of you. And and, you know, he generally meant it like he you could tell Mm -hmm. he meant everything that he said. So, you know, it's it's a sad situation that he's no longer here anymore and you know it's gonna it's a great loss you know not only in the spurs community i think like you said like the site has a bunch of different sports that that uh you know they cover now and so it's, it's felt throughout all of those as well and definitely going to be missed um but you know i, I do want to say it's been really helpful and awesome to see like all the different stories from different people because i knew there was other people out there that were like me that had the same kind of stories that i have mm-hmm. um, but it was just really really cool and really nice to see them uh, being told online and you know i'm sure 
he's he's up there looking down and hopefully he's you know mike doesn't really like to take a lot of credit he'll he'll defer and tell yeah. everyone like mm-hmm. hey it's, it's all you it's not me you did that so i'm sure he's probably like guys what are you doing <laughs> so, <laughs> I know, I know. but you know hopefully we still make him proud you know and, and again i i recently i'm starting to come back now to do stuff for um bobcats insider i'm currently covering softball for them so mm-hmm. you know just trying to do trying to keep it going you know I, I feel that i owe him that even though he would never say i owe him anything um but you know i'm just trying to keep it going and keep uh, his legacy going through that thank you so much jeff for joining and sharing your thoughts well mike yeah no problem probably anytime and now joining us in this episode dedicated to michael DeLeon is project spurs co-host of the Spurs Re- Rewind, Vicky v- Viriel. Vicky joined Project Spurs back in 2015. She she first started off as a writer with us at Project Spurs, and now she's kind of uh, been, if you if those of you that see her, her videos on YouTube with Joe Garcia, she's, she's now the co-host of the uh, Spurs Rewind. Uh, Vicky, welcome. And, you know, just, um, you know, um, just like I've been kind of asking everyone, you know, how, how did you meet Mike and, and what kind of impact has he had on your career? Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much, Paul. Um, So I was introduced to Mike back in, I think, like I like you said, I think 2015, mm-hmm. um, I was still in school at UIW and I was introduced through um, another writer for Project Spurs, um, Stephen Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it was just I had my own blog at the time and Mike kind of reached out and was like, hey, you know, this is cool stuff. I think we'd like to, you know, try it out, see how it's going to work doing some stuff for I, I was writing for um, Stars Hoops. So mm-hmm. for the the WNBA team and then the Rampage and um, I did some of the soccer coverage too. And then I finally joined on with Spurs writing in like 2016, I think. And that was super, super cool. Uh, but yeah, so I, I met Mike back then and it was just, you know, a lot of a lot of back and forth with writing and getting his critiques on stuff which was always super helpful mm-hmm. um yeah and then you know he's as i'm sure everybody's been saying he really you know helped me develop in my writing and in my i think one of the biggest things that i've noticed um from being exposed to project spurs and all of this whole experience has been my on-camera um participation mm-hmm. uh you know it's it's cool i did some videos starting back in i think it was 2018 i started i asked mike if i could do some videos for mm-hmm. project spurs and he was totally on board um and after doing that you know i think if i look back at those i'm like oh my gosh that was so awkward um but you know <laughs> he he always had some great great tips and great feedback and then he you know trusted me enough to put me on board with joe um for the spurs rewind and that happened about a year ago and it was just really nice to feel that sort of trust and like you know he believed in me thought that I could do it so yeah I I really owe that to him I think now I feel way more comfortable on camera um yeah I've just grown so much under this this participation with Project Spurs and I owe it all really to you know you um and Mike so yeah it's it's crazy yeah, I mean, you just said what, what a lot of people have said said in, in these interviews is that like just like to, just going back to what you said about the video, you know, you were already a writer, but then you wanted to expand, you know, your, your work. And so the fact that you approached Mike with that and saying, you know, can, can I start working these videos? And he said yes. And like that's the thing, that's what I that's what I keep telling everyone is just like Mike was always the person who definitely gave us all gave us different shots. Whether even we already started doing something with him, 
um he, just the fact that like you said you know he, he let you try the video out. and now look where you're at i mean you're, you're hosting the you're co-hosting the uh, spurs rewind with joe exactly. and I, I, w- I wanted to ask um you 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 mentioned earlier that uh the soccer team and that, that we had that the, the blog that we have and then um some of the other teams the stars who when, when the wnba was here in san antonio and were those credentialed through project spurs as well or did you write for project yes. spurs sites yes okay yes. Could, could you maybe just expand on that a little bit yeah, so I would go to the to those games, to the Stars games. I'd go to the um, the Scorpions. I think they were still at the mm-hmm. time, um, and then the Rampage games, and then write recaps like weekly mm-hmm. or you know based on each game that I was going to. Um, it was really awesome, you know, being able to go, going to the locker rooms, talking to all the players. It was it was a huge like. I was, you know, fangirling inside and trying to be super professional outside, but mm-hmm. being able to be around these players, like at that time, Becky Hammond was still playing with the stars or she not playing. She was toward the end of it. She got her, mm-hmm. um, her Jersey retired and I got to go interview Becky for that. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, these writings, the writing that I did for that, it led to a lot of other opportunities being able to, you know, share that work and put it in my portfolio and, people are always super interested like oh wow you write for project spurs and i'm like yeah it's it's an amazing network to be a part of yeah so so again spurs cast this is what vicky just said there was like it wasn't just you know the san antonio spurs that we were following it the fact that like mike opened up so many doors to different different other sports and teams and, and like like uh, one of our other writers jonas talked about earlier how he got to cover the austin spurs and also the, the utsa hoops vicky here is saying as well like you know she was able to cover the WNBA and all those other sites. Um, and then I guess, uh, Vicky, did you have any, any last thoughts or, or any kind of memories or comments you want to uh, share with, uh, regarding Mike? Um, just that he was, you know, super, super sweet and generous and always just so kind. Like I said, I got a lot of feedback from him on anything that I was working on um, mm-hmm. or, you know, if I was collaborating with other people, kind of just, you know, he always wanted to open other doors for people, not you know, he, he wanted us to be able to feel like we could expand and, and do more. Um, it was like he knew that he wanted us to be prepared to, you know, move on to whatever the next step is. And I feel like that was always it was really nice to feel that sort of support system. And and, you know, he took care of all of us with Project mm-hmm. Spurs. I remember like the, you know, little birthday gifts and like Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Christmas stuff that he'd send our way it was always super sweet. Um, I was just going through some messages that I had from him and I was like, oh, like, I just, I can't believe it. I still can't. I, I, I do the same thing right now. You don't understand. Like um, I have like the, the, my text messages I'm going through daily, you yeah. know, daily almost. And then my old slacks, my old DMs with him on Twitter and just, yeah. and I mean, just for me, I mean, I have to like hear his voice. Like I actually go back and listen to old Spurs cast episodes sometimes when I'm driving home. It's just like, yeah, yeah it's just, it's just like hard to like accept. I mean, in, in a way that he's gone, it's just, it's just, it just doesn't feel like it's wild. Like, you know, it's, yeah. It's wild. And you know, so. something that I, it's, it's kind of crazy. I don't know if I ever met Mike before. I mean, I honestly, I, I never met Mike in person. We always communicated, mm-hmm. um, you know, from afar. Um, but as a kid, uh, my dad was actually his band director. So it was, yeah, it was kind of crazy because we, we kind of refound that out as I was, you know, working with Project Spurs and I was just like, Oh my gosh, I probably like met you when I was a little kid, (laughs) like, you know, being in the band hall or something. So yeah, it's just, it was such a cool connection being able to, do that and you know when i shared the news with my dad he was super sad and he said the same same thing that that mike was a really sweet 
guy and even back then in middle school he was super sweet and kind and and he was you know wanted to send his condolences to to the family thank you for sharing that that's that's really cool that that you know that 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 connection that y'all had you know so early on and Mm -hmm. and the fact that like what your dad says like mike just really hasn't changed as a person he's just a really good person uh that's who he was uh thanks again vicky for, for for joining us and for sharing your thoughts about mike yeah thank you thanks for having me And now joining us in this episode dedicated to Michael DeLeon is Project Spurs writer Colin Reed. Colin joined the site back in the 2016-17 season. Colin, so, you know, what are, how did you first meet Mike and, you know, what, what kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, doors is he open for you? Yeah, so, so I, I, I kind of knew of, of Mike and you and the whole Project Spurs crew through, like, uh, the work that y'all did and especially kind of y'all's presence on social media. Uh, mm-hmm. Professionally, I first got to know him from kind of just joining the team and while I didn't have like a personal relationship with him at the time and I didn't like meet him for quite a while he was always like a big endorser of my work he mm-hmm. he would always be very um kind in in sharing my work on his social media or just having kind things to say about my job and just kind of I guess to talk about the relationship that y'all two had in, in terms of just like a good working relationship I know I met you that summer that summer yeah. of 2016 and you're like, hey, like, you know, it'd be cool if you came on and, and just kind of that trust there. And, and he just yeah. brought me on without I, I didn't talk to him once before he brought me on. Um, and I think it must have been I can't remember if it was the summer of 2017 or the summer of 2018, but I was going it must have been the summer of 2017. I was going back to Vegas mm-hmm. uh, to do another conference there during summer league time. And we didn't have another Project Spurs uh, member there. Mm-hmm. And he got me credentialed for the summer league, which is the first and only time I've been credentialed. It's kind of the, the only time I've been in a media scrum. It was really cool. And, and he worked hard to get me that yeah. that uh, media credential. And, and there was definitely some snafus with kind of how the process went in terms of like some of the logistical stuff. But he worked hard to make it happen. And, and that's one of my endearing memories. I still have like the little staff badge from that summer league, just because like, that's one of the coolest things I've done through this. And, and he really worked hard to make sure I was able to do that. Yeah, I know for sure. That's, I mean, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be where, where I'm at covering the team these days if it wasn't for Mike and, and just kind of the, just that the way he, he kind of like, you know, always like fought for us to try to, to try to go to the extra mile to try to get us um, that access. And then, uh, you know, I remember you would join us. We like, uh, I was talking to Joe Garcia about this, uh, in a, in a previous interview where remember we would have those, those, those annual meetings where we'd like meet at a restaurant or things mm-hmm. like that. So I think that was one of, one of the cool things like I was telling Joe, like just the fact that like Mike, you know, didn't want us to just all be, you know, behind behind our, you know, our, 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 you know, our basically our online profiles. He actually wanted us to meet a person. He wanted us to have that camaraderie, that, that, that kind of um, just that kind of team team atmosphere. Like we actually get to talk and just hang out and get, and get to know each other. Do you have any comments about that? Yeah. And, and I, I remember, um, for some reason, this kind of being part of it that was so striking for me was uh, the first one I was able to go to was in 2018, and I, I show up, you know, thinking, okay, we're gonna we're gonna talk Project Spurs stuff, which yeah. we certainly did. <laughs> but we sit down and we have a nice lunch, and he has like gift bags for everyone. Yes, and yes, I forgot about the gift bags. Those yeah, were so awesome. Yeah, they had books and they had they had notepads and all this kind of stuff and, and like even like good resources on like improving writing skills and stuff and it wasn't yep. like a hey mm-hmm. you need to improve kind of way but it was like a hey everyone who's here is doing it because it's their dream and i'm going to enable you to get better at that on like my own dime and it was it was i don't know that really impacted me I actually 
had like a big overseas trip a couple months later. And I remember I took the book that he gave us with me so I could read it on the plane. And, and I just, uh, I, I met him in person one other time when we had our editors meeting the next year. And unfortunately, COVID made it where we started having our editors yeah. meeting on, online. But I just remember both of those times being uh, really fun, grabbing burgers with y'all. And like I said, we talked shop, but we also just had a good time catching up on people's lives. And and I remember, you know, just spitballing, oh, you know, I think it'd be cool to write about this. I think it was, it was eSports and that just never ended up working out. Yeah, I know. I was about to tell you that. Yeah. yeah. Mike, Mike and Colin at one time, you know, they were working on, I got excited because Mike told me one time, he's like, hey. I think Colin, you know, in, in January, he might start working on, a, on, on <laughs> esports, like covering esports. I was like, are you serious? Because like, it was just like, it was like, I, I was like, I would just randomly watch like those NBA 2K games where like yeah. people, they were like drafting players, you know, uh, video game, pl- video game players. I don't know how that works, but it's still a thing, you know, now these days yeah. too. And it turned into something. And I was, and he, I remember when he was like telling me, Hey, I think, I, I think Colin might start, start working on this. So that was really cool. Y'all are even entertaining that idea. Yeah. Um, and go ahead. And it was neat. Just like I, it, it didn't end up taking, getting off the ground for one reason or another. But I remember I kind of just said it in passing mm-hmm. and he was like, we are all over this. Like, if this is something you want to do, we're going to get behind you and give you the resources to do it. And like, it just ended up not happening, but not from a lack of like support <laughs> from him. Like yeah. if, if I would have, if, if the stars kind of would have aligned and it would have worked out that that would have happened, like I would have had full support from him. I know. And like, we would have been able to get that going from like a site hosting perspective. Um, there was like no question about it. Like as soon as I brought up the idea, he was like, yeah, absolutely. Like if that get going, just let me know. So it- and and that right there was just a perfect example of like just like how um for for those of you that have visited analyzingleague.com that's kind of how that got started where I had an idea and you know I, I want to kind of venture off a little bit from the Spurs um because I think I think maybe that's kind of where the team was starting to go downhill a little bit like starting to you know not be championship contenders so I knew the seasons would end pretty early and I still wanted to watch basketball and get into my numbers and things like that and Mike was just so open about hey give me a name of your site I'll I'll, I'll get the URL and then he'll start he starts building it I mean he was just so, like Colin said he was so supportive about any any of our ideas i mean he, he never turned us down and just said that was a bad idea or anything like that he always was so supportive and and he was going to do everything in, in his power to try to get us you know get that thing you know from from nothing turning it into something and and like i said we we still have analyzing the league i know, I know colin you try to help out there as well so like it's just that's the kind of person that mike was um just the fact like colin said you know he was ready to help you with anything that that you wanted to get off the ground even even if you know even if like i said it was if, even if it was more of a side project kind of thing and it wasn't like our, our main thing um and then, so Colin, I guess you know, did you have any final, uh, you know, just any final thoughts about Mike and, and just anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, and I, I think you know, first of all, the the support that he gave that enabled, like you said, everyone who's ever came by uh, to enable them to succeed. And one of the things that I think of with that is there are a lot of writers who have come through Project Spurs who now are kind of doing other roles where maybe they're they're doing this more as a full-time job or they're yeah. kind of in a bigger position and and that that has happened i mean like i can think of three or four or five just off the top of my head and one of the things that i think really impacts me is like all of those those people are great people and they do a great job but like if i was in in mike's shoes i think i might be tempted to feel a little bit of sour grapes of like oh these people just come through and they they go on and they yeah jump off ship and they become but he was never that way like he still had good relationships with all those people like he always talked kindly about them he always talked kindly to them and like that's pretty remarkable too just because i know for me the temptation like i said would maybe be to have a little bit of sour grapes and and you couldn't yeah. detect that at all in the way that no, he talked no. about those individuals 
that that's that's such a good point. I mean, just just like you said, you know, he was always supportive, even if you were going to move on. I mean, he was going to be supportive of you, like you know, like like uh, somebody else earlier um ha- had mentioned how like he was ready to write, you know, on their resumes. Just let him know. I think it was yeah, it was Rocky I had talked to in a different interview, and so yeah, he's he, that's the kind of person Mike was. I mean, he was never just you know, if there was an an, an opportunity to to like you know more more so like you said, advance in your career or you know make this a full time thing because you know Project Spurs uh wasn't like a, like a full time full time uh, you know you know kind of nine to five kind of job um so so yeah he was always supportive you know he never like like you said you know other people would have you know hey why are you leaving me you know that kind of attitude but mike was never like that so hey colin thanks again for joining and sharing some words about mike um you know you know i, I know that we're, we're all continuing to pray for and uh, for his family and you know as, as we continue to, to all you know go through this process but you know like i said we wanted to celebrate uh mike he was just a great guy and and um you know just just i wanted to share i wanted all of you guys to just share your memories and, and everything that 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 you learned from him and and you know just kind of the, some of the doors that he's opened for you all yeah, I appreciate you giving us a platform uh, to come on and just share some of these good memories because like, I, I know, like I was saying, when I, before I was writing for y'all, I had, I had seen y'all and the work that y'all had done. So I know that a lot of people who follow the Spurs, especially through social media, have probably seen or interacted with, with Mike in one way or another. And so I'm really glad that those people are getting to kind of see behind the scenes and see kind of everything he did behind the scenes that made some of their favorite like content people or some of their favorite stories. Like he, he's responsible for them if at least to give those people a foundation or give them the belief to get there. And I, I'm excited that, that fans are going to be able to kind of look behind the curtain in that way and see mm-hmm. kind of how wonderful he was just because he he would talk openly on Twitter, but like you would have never guessed just reading his tweets and his interactions that he was kind of the driving force that enabled so many wonderful things in like Spurs uh media land and so i I, i'm grateful for the opportunity to help share and and give more fans that perspective for sure for sure thanks man thanks again and now joining us is former project spurs content strategy and writer josh paredes josh joined project spurs in june of 2020 and worked with us up until october 2021 currently he now works with fansighted as their associate editor Josh, welcome. And you know, what were your what was one of your first interactions with Michael DeLeon? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm glad to be able to remember Mike. Um, when, I think, like a lot of people, I just reached out to him in the DM and seen what he he's been doing for Project Spurs and everything. And I just kind of asked him if he wanted you know some help or someone to 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 write with them. And he, of course, was like sure and let me kind of do my thing on there I started to write for a bit and it was really just kind of like I was really a fan of how Project Spurs is like you know like a locally founded place you know instead of like you know those big um, mm-hmm. companies and and stuff so I, I really liked that it was kind of for the fans by fans and so I started doing that and he was just every step of the way just always encouraging pushing me helping me like learn things that it's where I pretty much got a lot of the skills that I use um, in my current job now is just through him. And he, he just did so much for me that um, yeah, it, it all started kind of just from a DM, like, like a lot of other yeah. people, but yeah, just kind of grew from there over time. Yeah. And one of the things I remember, I think, I think Mike and I, Mike had reached out to me is like when he was thinking about bringing you on, when you were contacting him, uh, he kind of asked me if I if I knew you, and I said yes because you know you and I 
uh, you were also working uh, at, at a different site uh, and covering some Spurs games. And I remember you, me, and um, and, and Bruno Passos, we would have like dinner and stuff at the Spurs games in the media room. So I kind of knew you a little bit, not a, not a lot, but you know, just in front. Mike, I remember just reached out to me. It's like, hey, is this guy cool? You know, what are you thinking? I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, I said, I know, I know him. We we talk at the, we chat at the Spurs game sometimes. And so I think that, that was also cool too. How how he was very open. Like I, I've kind of mentioned that before. That like he's very open about about giving people a chance and uh, things like that. And then you know, just um, you know, when, when you know, unfortunately during the pandemic, a lot of our final meetings uh, before you before you you went to go work with Fansided were all virtual, but it was still cool to see you know you and me and Mike. We I remember we would have those those quick little meetings where we would talk about content strategy and things like that um, um, online. Do you think do you have any memories from those those interactions? Yeah, I remember just kind of um, kind of taking a page out of your book and coming up with spreadsheets and stuff to <laughs> to show you guys uh, you know what titles are working, what we can do to improve, what what articles are working, what we can steer away from, and. I feel like he um, he really appreciated that like SEO aspect of it because that's kind of something I learned with Air Alamo and I brought it over to Project Spurs and it really was just a way to you know show that I, I want Project Spurs to grow just like he did and it was cool to see us all work together to do that because I would sometimes like pass off an idea to you because you you know all the ins and outs of contracts and all that stuff. And then mm -hmm. Mike can do all the back end stuff. He can handle all the, all the behind the scenes stuff and just kind of give me the, the outlet to be able to pitch ideas or, or improve, you know, we start doing podcast or, you know, the rewind and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed doing those virtual. I, I really wish I was able to hang out with him in person, like all of the other more old school members of project Spurs, but I still cherish those times that we were able to just kind of talk Spurs, talk the site, and just kind of uh, just have fun. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so, so Josh, you know, did you have any last um, thought, either memories or thoughts or comments you want to say about Mike before we close this one out? Yeah. Um, so I think kind of what sets Michael apart from most other people was just how generous he was with not only like giving opportunities, but even just his time and attention. Mm -hmm. Like when you look at how, how skilled he was in his field, he, he could have been a lot more demanding for things to be done like a certain way or his way, but he was always willing to hear me out when I had new ideas or pitches to grow uh, project mm -hmm. spurs. And he, he always gives opportunities to people that want them or he gives everybody a shot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I keep seeing stories from people about how he gave them their first shot in sports coverage or writing and, now they're writing for someone in a national field or something or just related to sports um, and just speaks to how much he had belief in others. And I'm sure there've been a lot of like writers or contributors who were a little rough around the edges, but he was always patient and kind to everyone and helped them believe in themselves. And uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to move up within Project Spurs pretty quickly. And that was just due to him pushing me and looking for ways to evolve so that we could help everyone succeed together. And I feel like none of what he ever did was motivated by his own success. He just wanted to see others grow and go on to bigger things, whether it was within his network or, or not. So, and I, in a way, I feel like it's, it's kind of poetic that he covered the Spurs who have a leader like Popovich. Cause mm -hmm. you look at coach pops tree, you know, he has branches in like every yep. organization and, everyone models themselves after his system and philosophy and his way, you know, just his overall way of life. And 
what's great about Michael's legacy is that it's going to live on in you and me and everyone at Project Spurs now and guys like Tom Petrini or Noah that went through and are doing uh, other things now. And everybody learned from him and we get to keep showcasing that knowledge in many different ways thanks to how he helped us. So, yeah, I mean, his passing really made me kick it into higher gear to start helping other writers within my own current job, which is kind of what I'm trying to do now. And I'm just, I'm really proud to say Mike helped make me what I am today, really. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for for sharing those kind words about Mike. Yeah, no problem. I mean, uh, I'm glad to have this, to be able to share and for people to know just what he did for me and everyone else that you'll be speaking to. It's going to, I'm excited to kind of see how much he did for, for everybody because it was, it was definitely special. For sure. Thank you so much, Josh. No problem. Thank you. Joining me now is Project Spurs writer Jonas Clark. Jonas joined Project Spurs in November 2019, and he, not only has he covered the San Antonio Spurs for Project Spurs, but he's also covered the Austin Spurs, the G League team for the Spurs, and also he's covered UTSA sports as well. Uh, Jonas, you know, w- welcome. Uh, you know, what what are um, you know just again, kind of what I've been asking everyone is, you know, how did you meet Mike, and and has he opened any kind of doors for you, or what are your, some of your thoughts on? Well, it's really kind of funny. Uh, my first interaction with Mike uh, was rather unintentional. Um, <laughs> a couple, uh, about two months prior um, to joining Project Spurs, I had met him down at uh, San Antonio Startup Week um, on a during a seminar on podcasting and being a, a local radio professional or audio professional. Um, you know, was very interested in the topic in general. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, our own Joe Garcia was on that panel and uh, Michael DeLeon. Um, and so we, we, I was able to meet him in person. That's one of the, the one of the few times we ever did get to meet in person. Uh, mm-hmm. Started in 2019. And so, you know, pretty quickly the world shut down yeah. um, with the pandemic. Uh, but... It was, you know, in 2019, uh, I left the radio station not too long after meeting Mike. And, um, you know, I was just at, I was at the Austin Spurs game, decided, made the trip up to Austin, was there. And Mike, had, you know, reached out to me. He said, hey, man, I've been keeping an eye on you. And uh, he said, he said, have you, have you ever thought about writing? I'm looking for a guy to cover project, for, to cover the Austin Spurs for Project mm-hmm. Spurs. And uh, I've I followed you on, on, on the local shows here, and I think that you'd be a great asset. And I'm like, well, you know, uh, yeah, I'd love to. You know, it didn't really – I never really thought about being a writer before. I have a journalism minor, but, you know, radio had always kind of been my deal, and especially the behind-the-scenes side. But, you know, over the last, you know, two, three years now, um, you know, Michael really helped me kind kind of find my voice and, and mm-hmm. work in different ways to find my voice, um, you know, through through a pen, through a keyboard, <laughs> uh, yeah. and not even so much the microphone, you know. And, uh, you know, so we started with the Austin Spurs and, and you know, grew, the, grew that content from there and, and, and having the opportunity to cover the team. And, you know, then when we were in the, you know, the pandemic year and, Everything was slowing down. Obviously, there were no games um, with the with the G League on pause and trying to keep up with the updates as best as you can. The team didn't even have a coach for you know for for six months uh, in a stretch there, and so there wasn't a whole lot moving with the team. I'm like, you know what? I really want to keep writing, 
And I reached out to Michael and I said, hey, I said, you know, um, Michael, I'd love to contribute some more to the website, you know, to Project Spurs. How can I help out some more? And he said, well, you know, I'm looking for some football writers. And oh, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, football is, I said, football is my passion. I mean, I love football. I love basketball. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, you can't, uh, but, but football, you know, that, that really, that's, that's my sport. And he was, he, he said, uh, you know, he's like, he's like, you can cover a local high school team. You can cover college. And, you know, again, going back to my experience uh, working the boards for UTSA football and basketball, I was like, you know what, UTSA, I think would be a great fit. And he's like, perfect. And, you know, got me credentialed the next week. And, and wow. from there, had the opportunity to cover, you know, again, to just talk about wild timing, Coach Trailer's first year here in town, um, the, the wild run that they go on, you know, uh, almost making it to the conference championship mm-hmm. game. And then he's like, hey, would you like to carry over and cover basketball too? And I was like, you know what? That would be awesome. And so I got to cover the last year of Javon Jackson and Keaton Wallace, their careers, their historic careers here at UTSA. And, uh, of course, then carrying over the, the G League in the bubble and, and just every opportunity, you know, um, that I've been afforded since then has mm-hmm. really come from, you know, the doors that Michael opened to me on project Spurs, um, you know, being able to work with uh, Joe Garcia and the crew on, on, you know, reacts and, you know, game reacts and post game breakdowns and, mm-hmm. and Spurs rewinds and everything. And, um, you know, that was, I was able to turn that, you know, back into, you know, appearing back on the radio here, producing a show, because again, it was just all, all, all the work that Michael had allowed me, allowed me to, you know, to do with Project Spurs that stretched my skill set, uh, challenged mm-hmm. me in different ways, and he challenged me in different ways. You know, it's, uh, I look back at some of my early stuff and I cringe. I'm sure. Like, oh, I do that us. too, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I, I look at my early stuff and I'm like, how did Mike even allow me to write for this? Like, there's just, I, I'm really, I remember obviously he helped craft, you know, help me help shape my writing, you know, from that point when I would do these terrible, you know, writing samples. But, but I mean, yeah, I, I almost, I cringe too. Go, keep going. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's just, you know, um, he was there every step. Hey, I think that, and, and, it, and, and it was you know, again, with a with a guiding hand. Yes, you know, yes. He was never um, like, you know, you know, yeah, exactly. It was never, hey, this piece is trash. It was never, hey, this is awful stuff. Go back and rewrite mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. You know, he really let you put your own into the piece and, and find your, again, find your voice. And I think that, um, you know, when you, when you talk with a lot of other writers, uh, you know, past and, and, and current of, uh, of project spurs um you know that's that guiding you know presence is is what michael's really provided for all of us and you know and the opportunity to continue to do all the work that i that 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 i that i do you Mm know um with project spurs it it, it's he introduced me to a family you know yeah joe garcia said that perfectly mm -hmm, earlier and, and 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 that's (laughs) <laughs> he's uh he's the patriarch yeah you know, man, he he's... brought it all together and he he's he's the it's uh it's mind-boggling it's really hard to comprehend just and even put into words how much i appreciate you mm-hmm. know his influence 
Um, again, just uh, his willingness to allow me to uh, to try things, uh, try different things, um, whether it be a different format for my articles or whatever. Again, just just um, I I can't. <laughs> yeah. No. As, as, as as a communicator through as a writer, it's really weird to not have the words. I mean, that's no. it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so one thing I wanted to say was, you know, one thing I'm going to really miss, you know, you know, now that, now that he's gone is, um, you know, y'all's podcast, man, uh, you, Mike and John Diaz, y'all would be those forever <laughs> Turtles episodes. And here's the reason why I'm going to miss that because, you know, I, I had Mike on the Spurs cast a lot. And so like, it's different when like, you're the person who's, you know, asking the questions, you know, and, and he and I went back, went back and forth, you know, I loved having Mike on, but it's, it's cool to hear him with other people that, and you're not involved in it. It's kind of just here. It was cool to hear y'all's side stories and how y'all would start episodes. And man, I, I, I loved listening to those podcasts. And that's, that's one thing, you know, I'm just going to miss is like how, how his voice came out a different way on, on that, like in terms of like what he was going to say and, and just his different analysis and just kind of all y'all's jokes together, you guys and John. And, and I'm going to really miss that. That's another thing I was about to say right now is that I'm really going to miss, you know, hearing him on that, on that forever Toros with you and John. No, for sure. And I mean, I mean, it, it's hard not to, you know, it's really hard to separate Michael DeLeon from the, from the, from, from the Spurs, Exactly. you know, from, from the Austin Spurs going back to the Austin Toros. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's as part of the legacy of covering that team that doesn't, that arguably doesn't get enough coverage, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and, and so that's one of those things I came again, I came onto the scene late with the Austin Toros, you know, Austin Spurs, and to hear him share the early stuff, you know, it's really easy to come in and be excited that the, my first my first draft class for that was Luka Shamanich, Keldon Johnson, and Quindary Weatherspoon. That's really easy to get excited about. Yeah. But to hear, you know, the Blossom games and the development of Danny Green at, in Austin. I mean, that's that's the stuff that you know, uh, those stories that I was able to, like you said, sit back and just kind of listen uh, to Michael share, you know, from his time covering. For sure, man. So, um, you know, thanks again for joining us here on, on this episode, you know, for giving, sharing some, some memories about Mike. Um, did you have any, any last, uh, any last uh, comments or, or thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I'm just, again, eternally grateful mm-hmm. um, for, for, that that the text <laughs> it was just it was a dm on twitter and yep. it's literally you know changed my life changed my career path a mm-hmm. little bit um again I, I i i never thought that i would that i would write because i never thought that what i had to say was really that important you know um that my analysis was wasn't anything i didn't have anything to add to the conversation and um again mike michael you know i don't know what i don't know what he saw (laughs) i wish i knew (laughs) um but you know that that was a that was a life-changing message um and and you know his willingness to say yes to me i mean that's um yeah i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna really miss mike no for sure man mike for sure, Jonas. You know, thanks again for sharing. Um, you know, and just kind of first listeners. You know, just kind of what Jonas said. I mean, we, we all, ha- you know, again, it's it's a lot of us are trying to like go further in our careers in, in, in the media business. But Mike, like Jonas said, was keeping an eye 
and trying to see, you know, how can I, how can I help, how, how can I help this person kind of, um, you know, just increase, increase their, 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 their level of, uh, of just kind of rigor and just working in, in that, in that environment. The fact that, you know, he was watching Jonas and saw, saw the, the path that he was heading toward and he kind of just, again, offered opportunities. So again, that's just kind of uh, who Mike was, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, centered out himself and just wanted only success for himself. He wanted success for all of us. Uh, thanks again, Jonas. Um, you, you know, thanks again for joining here. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And now we're joined by Project Spurs writer Rocky Garza Jr. Rocky joined the site Project Spurs about a year ago now. So Rocky, um, you know, what was what were your first introductions to Mike? How did you first meet Mike? So uh, I actually did start writing a year ago, just in general, before I even joined Project Spurs, and I followed Mike through Twitter, and I saw what he was doing, and I thought it was pretty cool at Project Spurs, and I had some colleagues that talked real good about Project Spurs. They talked about Mike itself, and I wanted to do sports writing, so I, I DM'd Mike. And um, I just told him who I was, what I wanted to do, what my goal is. And man, like I sent it and it's like one of those texts you send, like it's real risky and you kind of throw your yeah. phone and you're like, oh man, like why did I send that? And my and I was like, man, this guy better respond to me, you know, within a minute or I feel like I failed. And Mike didn't respond. Mike <laughs> honestly didn't respond to me for a couple of days. And I was like, oh my God, this guy's probably just like roasting me in his group chat thinking like, who is this kid thinking they can join Project Spurs? And uh, he, he he ended up responding to me, just saying that you know they're they're going they have a lot of writers on staff right now, and uh, mm-hmm. they didn't necessarily need help, but he'll keep me in touch. And I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So I kept writing for the San Antonio Heron and doing it, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna ask Mike again. A month passed, and I messaged him. I was like, hey, Mike, you know, like you never reached out to me. You said you'd keep in touch with me, and I was at, at the time I was kind of like a little bit upset. I was like, dude, like come on, you, I want a chance, and. You know, he explained to me, he's like, well, this is what we can do. What do you want to do? And I, I gave him some pitches and he loved it. So at first he was going to have me start writing high school football. And I was like, that's fine. You know, I'll do what I got to do to get my feet wet. And he ended up saying, you know, we're going to do Spurs. We're going with the Spurs side and we're going to do some pitches. And I was like, okay, cool. I remember the first story I wrote, I was so nervous submitting it. Like it probably took me two more days than my deadline. Cause, and Mike was laughing. He was like, dude, like, don't worry about a You know, deadline. Yeah. Deadlines are important. <laughs> But he's like, I'd rather you have a great quality than quantity, man. He's like, I don't care if you write 3,000 words just blabbering on, man. I'd rather you have something. And, man, just just seeing how Mike, you know, was elated that I wrote what I wrote, he was just like, it's just good, man. But, you know, we can always improve. It it just, every time I went through the editing process with Mike, Mike would, you know, just sit me down. Like, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. in a sense, I it felt like it was the karate kid to me. You know, he'd be teaching me wash, uh, you know, wash or what is it? It's like wash on, wash off. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it felt like that was me and Mike and he would always teach me. And I think most recently, um, my last, uh, one of my last articles, Mike was like, this is the best article you ever read for Project Spurs. And that just wow. like felt like a, a real rewarding moment for me because like you want to work so hard to make your boss proud and not only your boss, he was a, a friend to me, a father mm-hmm. figure to me and just getting rewarded like that made me feel so good about myself. Yeah, man. So, yeah, no, no, I, I understand what you're saying. And just the fact, like you just said, the, the fact that you could just DM him and like, you know, he, he would, he would actually read, you know, those messages and actually start, start thinking. Cause I remember just with us, you know, being at the back, back end of this, you know, Mike would always send me pitches of like, I mean, he would, he would always tell me, Hey, I got this guy who reached out to me or, or so-and-so. And, you know, you want to check, you want to check out his work samples and things like that. So he would always do that to me as well. Like, and it's like, yeah, he, he the, the fact that like, 
he had that door open that he that he gave everyone a chance that you know he wasn't just gonna to shut you out even you know shut you out he was even if it took some time you know to so he waited because I know I know there's been different times in our, with our staff you know where, where sometimes we're like really busy we have a bunch of people want to join the site and then there's times where it's you know it's more open ended and so and so so you know we actually we're looking for a lot of help so the fact that you know he he kept you in mind and and he opened up to, uh, helped you out with, with with you know allowing you to join our site and you know you've been with us ever since then it's been it's been really great to have you and that's so awesome man that what you said about how how that was how how he mentioned that. Uh, uh, on your on your your most recent piece, um, and then I, I guess I'll just ask you: Did you have any other any other um, favorite memories or, or, or any other comments about Mike? Yeah, uh, so um, for those who don't know, I, I was I joined uh, Sweep the League Radio. It was a, a sports show that we did every Sunday, and uh, Rudy Compost is the is the main host of it, and he mm-hmm. works for Project Spurs. He recently joined Project Spurs a couple months ago, and uh, it was a big development. And so I was like, I got asked one day just to fill in for Joe Garcia, and I was like, okay, that's cool. And um, it ended up me, you know, going going there weekly, weekly, and I was part of the team. And and it was it's just another rewarding moment for me. Is like it was honestly I I didn't learn till last month. Radio was like um because at first when I joined I was so nervous to join. I didn't want to mm-hmm. talk on the radio. You know you don't want to overstep anyone. He was like you know why like you got this job right or like you know I tried to join. I go why? He goes because he you would do the you know Spurs rewind and and Spurs cast and uh. Mike knew that you needed more reps and he's the one that, that recommended it to me, wow. you know, and Mike, he's like, Mike, Mike saw a big feature for you and Mike, Mike wanted you to get on. So he's the one recommending me. And man, like when I heard about the news with Mike, I kept going through our Slack messages. And, uh, another thing that Mike wrote me, you know, would, after, uh, another thing is that when I would do the Spurs rewind as first cast, I think after one Spurs rewind, Mike was like, Hey, uh, what's your address? I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Like you have my address. And uh, he's like, no, like, what's your address? I'm going to send you something. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, what are you sending me? He's like, I'm buying you a new mic. And I was like, yeah. well, mm-hmm. I was like, well, why are you buying me a mic? Uh, you don't have to. I was like, okay, like, it's fine. Like, well, how much do I have to pay? He's like, no, man, it's coming out of the project yep. budget. We want to keep mm-hmm. you. We want to keep you going and we want to prepare you. And he's like, and he told me, and I was like, wow, like, it's just someone that actually mm-hmm. cared for you and, and treated you like your own family is what made Mike stand out to people. And Mike told me, you know, we, you know, he, I, I've been talking to Joe and we have big things coming for you. We're excited for you. And like that pushes me in that confidence because I, you, I have those moments, you know, everyone has those moments where they're down in their career and just like, you feel like yeah. you're an imposter and you just feel so stressed. And every time I talked to Mike, like it just felt like my whole reality went away and Mike was like my peace. Mike was able to make it make sense for me and make it and break it down simple. And, I would I I was applying to jobs and still am and Mike was like put me down as a reference man I'll talk to anyone for you like I want to see you succeed I want to see what you can do mm-hmm. and I know you I, and I know the best is coming for you and now I feel like I have to live I feel like everyone's gonna live through Mike I want to make Mike proud and I know he will be and everything I do I promise I'm gonna do it as best as I can for Mike. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that, man. You don't know how many, um, you know, people that have worked with us in the, in the media business, like where Mike is just, you know, like openly, he's, he's giving me gear. I mean, where he's just like, Hey, uh, you know, what's your, I just, I, I've gotten that, that message exactly. You know, uh, I used to live at one home and then I ended up moving, you know, years later. So he knew that I moved homes and he actually asked me for my address too. And, and ended up, you know, sending me some, some stuff like over the years. And it's just, you know, that's the kind of person he was, man. Like you're, you're just, you're so right, you know, in, in that. And the fact that, he always, you know, had that ear for you that that he was willing to, you know, listen and and really help you build that confidence. You know, he definitely helped helped me with that for for all the years that I've that I've been working with him. And and yeah, man, I mean, like I said, you know, thank you for coming on, Rocky. Um, you know, um, you know, really glad that you're still, you know, sticking with us here at Project Spurs. Um, you know, um, you know, you know, through this this tough time, and you know, we're glad, you know, just continue with with your career the way you're going, man. Because like you said, you know, Mike set you helped you out on that path, and and you're and you're on the right track, and just have that confidence that that he that he provided to you. 
Of course, man. I appreciate thank you letting me come on. Yeah, th thank you, Rocky. All right, have a good one. And now joining us is former Project Spurs writer Tom Petrini. Tom wrote at Project Spurs between 2015 and 2019. Tom currently works at Ken's 5, and he is the Spurs reporter and digital content producer at Ken's 5. Tom, welcome, man. What was one of your first interactions with Mike, and you know how has he helped you in your career? Thanks for having me, Paul. Um, it's, it's funny because this week, I feel like all of us were talking about Mike a lot and sort of explaining his influence on our lives. Mm -hmm. um, and I was talking to my mom and, and she said, you know, it seems like this, this loss has had like a disproportionate impact, you know, and the truth is he had a disproportionate impact on my life. Um, and you know, the, my response to my mom and to, you know, to other people who knew me, uh, when I was 19, 20 years old, uh, was, do you remember when you, when I was 19, 20 years old, um, <laughs> I was, uh, in addition to being, you know, immature and, um, you know, not knowing anything, I was kind of a screw up. Um, I, I hadn't been doing great in school. I, uh, had actually gotten fired from, uh, my first like internship. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I, I was, I was looking for, something to sort of figure out how to apply myself somewhere where I wanted to do it. Um, and that desire was sort of uh, crystallized after I lost my father. Um, and it sort of became, you know, life is short and hard and there's no sense in doing something if you don't love it. And mm -hmm. so I wanted to do something that I loved and um, Spurs basketball became that for me. Um, and when I, when I started talking about Spurs basketball online, I had probably 300 followers on Twitter. Uh, I had no discernible journalism skills to speak of. Uh, I had some ability to write just because I always liked words. Uh, and I made dumb photoshops. Um, and that's where I basically uh, annoyed my way into Jeff Garcia's mentions. Uh, he was the co-founder of Project Spurs with Mike, uh, current colleague here at Ken's. Um, and I can just picture Jeff being like, yeah, I found this screwed up kid and, you know, uh, he doesn't know anything yet, but he's pretty funny with the Photoshop thing and has a passion for this. And Mike, um, was really the most, um, generous and uh giving mentors that you could ask for um mm -hmm. the thing that really stuck out to me um a, a lot of people not only was it that mike helped them but mike was the first person to help them mm -hmm. um and for me as well every opportunity that i've had in the journalism industry to this point I can point back to those first resume dots at Project Spurs. And it wasn't just, you know, right for Project Spurs. It was at 19 or 20, um, when he had not even met me in person. We, we met in person maybe once or twice. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I was that 20 year old screw up trying to figure things out. And he helped me get credentialed for 
the draft in 2016. Um, that was the first time I did in-person journalism stuff. I had never taken a journalism class. My journalism education to that point uh, was the Mike DeLeon School of Journalism. Um, and that was the night that I realized that I knew for sure that I wanted to do this for a career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how much you remember about that night, but I, I was there and I was sitting in the room to interview DeJounte Murray. And I had about 10 questions that I should have been able to ask any player that the Spurs drafted. And I was, I was going to ask him, okay, uh, what do you feel like you bring to this experienced team? Cause at the time, obviously, you know, big three Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have that in my head. I'm ready. I raise my hand. They're passing me a microphone. And, uh, as they're passing me a microphone, somebody with the other microphone asks the same question. Oh man. And then I, and I panic, right? Yeah. Cause I, like I'm as old as Jante in that moment. And this is the first time I've ever done anything like this. And I, I freaked out. I, I, I panicked. I got the mic. He answered the question quickly and I embarrassed myself completely. I basically stammered and re-asked the question and he was very nice about it. And I sat there just like, Holy crap, what just happened? You know? Mm -hmm. And what happened was I I realized that I was overwhelmed by the moment. Mm -hmm. And that's a pretty cool thing. When you, when you can go out and find something that really genuinely you're not, you're not ready for it's, it's challenging. It's, it's exciting. Um, and yeah, that's when I knew, um, that this was something that I wanted to pursue. And because of the opportunities that Mike gave me, not just that night, but throughout the years to interview these guys, to build a name for myself, a voice, a following, um, you know, I, I would not have gotten my first job in, in sports media that, you know, uh, back in Boston at the globe, my, my sports writing experience to that point was project Spurs, but it was impressive. And it was impressive Mm -hmm. because he gave me the, the leeway and the freedom and the trust to go and do these things. Um, and, and be able to say, yeah, I did that. And here's what I wrote and everything that I wrote was so much better because he edited it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I kind of want to ask you what you remember about my early stuff, because like, I remember getting edited so hard and never in a mean way. Yeah. It was just, it was just like, don't do this. We need to do this. Less of this, more of this, avoid this entirely, uh, restructure it this way. And, and it was all in a way that, you know, made me understand what the goal was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, really just formative for, um, my, my career as a journalist. And it, and it wasn't, it wasn't that he, you know, completely molded it or, you know, took, took away the stuff that I love doing or whatever. It was like, he edited me and took out, like, I used to write 
you know, more in the first person, like a fan, you know, like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. talking like that. And he helped me turn that same passion into something that I could do professionally as a career. And I mean, I knew how generous he was with that. I knew how important he was for my career. Um, and I knew that he did it for a lot of other people. But I mean, after he passed, I was just floored mm-hmm. by how many people uh could say the same thing as me, which is that I would not be here doing this job that I love without Mike DeLeon. For sure. Tom well said. And yeah, I mean, I, I have the same, you know, a very similar in terms of like, I, I wouldn't be here either. You know, you and I would be talking to Spurs cast because I wouldn't be the host if it wasn't for Michael DeLeon, you know, a uh, very similar story, you know, of him finding me. And I, I would just say that you, you asked me, you know, what do, you, what do you remember from editing your early pieces? It was just kind of that, what you said, where like, you knew a piece was a Tom Petrini piece, uh, you know, because you still wrote in your own voice and, and you had like your, your your certain mannerisms about it in, in the piece, which was good. That's what we wanted to keep. And I just remember like that, like you said, you know, kind of taking away like that, that very like, like I, me, us kind of thing yeah. in, in the fan perspective. And I had that issue too. Trust me. Mike used to, when, when he first found me, I was all about I, 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 me, 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 us, but, us, us, you know. But he didn't, first. he didn't stifle the, what we wanted to do. Exactly. And he we found our own voice. He didn't stifle who we were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he let us find our own voice. And I yeah. think that's what was so special for a guy who really loved teaching. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it reminds me of like, you know, it, it's kind of like Pop and Manu, right? You know, like, mm-hmm. like I definitely had some w- more wild writing tendencies that like sometimes it was like, here's why you can't do this. But it was always, here's a way you can say the same thing or get the same thing across. But it works for us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, 100% and agree. That, that was, I think really special because so many people who try to teach stuff, it's like, this is how we do things. This doesn't match, make it match. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Mike, Mike, I think saw the unique potential in every person. Um, it was a special talent of his and it's something that I think, I mean, that's, that's the legacy that, that he leaves, you know, especially with Project Spurs, but, you know, with, with some sports that I don't even watch, you know, he's mm-hmm. helped people start careers to cover it. Um, and it's just, I mean, he, he genuinely cared about all of us. Um, and, yeah, man, I, I just, um, I, I really have spent a lot of time um, in, in the last week or so thinking about his life and the lessons that we, we can learn from it. Um, Mike was born a month premature, not breathing. Um, and every moment that we're on this earth, breathing is a gift. Mm-hmm. Um and that's true for everybody. Um, and life is short and hard and uh, beautiful and meaningful. And that's true for everybody. But I think that Mike really knew that in who he was and how he lived. Um, he, he's a person who nobody would have batted an eye if he felt sorry for himself. But he never did. He Mm -hmm. just, he treated life as a gift. 
and he shared that gift with as many people as he could. Um, and I mean, obviously it's a life tragically cut short, but I feel like however long you're here, if when you leave, people are talking about you the way that they're talking about Mike right now, you did it, man. Yep. You did the right. Yep. That's, that's, that just sums it up perfectly, Tom. Tom, thank you so much, um, you know, for taking some time out of your day to 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 sit, to, to talk about your, some of your memories of Mike and, and just kind of the, the influence he's had on your career. Thank you so much. Thanks, Paul. I want to thank everyone who took some time out of their out of their day to um you know interview and, and share their thoughts and, and their memories about Mike and the and the influence that he had on their careers and and lastly, you know, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't like I told you at the beginning of this episode, I wouldn't be here hosting the Spurs cast if it wasn't for Mike. I wouldn't be you know, I wouldn't just be in the I wouldn't be working in, in sports journalism had it not been for Mike. So let me go ahead I guess I'll I'll go ahead now and take some time to share to share my story. This is progress of the host. So um, you know, this this all begins on on a Tumblr blog. It's so weird. I know Tumblr, right? It's like I don't even have an account there anymore. Anyway, uh back in the two thousand ten or two thousand nine ten season or yeah, one of those Spurs seasons. Uh, Twitter it just you know was still very new, but I was on there, and um you know one of my one of my favorite writers um, early on uh, was Bill Simmons when I was in college, and you know just because because he wrote from a, he wrote about sports, but then he also put a lot of a lot of um, comedy into it, a lot of um, pop culture influences and things like that. So I had a blog uh, that I was writing on Tumblr basically, and and I and I I I just I was just I would just write these pieces um, where I kind of analyze the Spurs after ten games, and and then I just put them up on, on Twitter. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't follow not only product search, but I just didn't follow any blogs. I didn't even know blogging was a thing at the time. You know, it was just, I just wasn't into that. I just didn't, you know, no different. I just knew like maybe like ESPN and Yahoo and all those just major main outlets at the time. Anyway, one day I did get a, a DM from Mike and uh, he kind of on Twitter and he's like, Hey, I've been following your stuff. And, and, you know, I want, I want to give, you know, if you're ever interested, you know, we would like the chance to see if maybe you want to come bring your, bring your, your work to project Spurs. And so sure enough, I did, you know, and, and just like, what a lot of people have said in these interviews is like it was a very slow process with Mike, and then also I have to give credit to Jeff Garcia, the other Project Spurs founder, uh, for for them being patient with me. Um, you know, I very I came in as as a um, like you know a Spurs fan, you know, writing a very Spurs um, fan, fan perspective of me, 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 I, 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 us, 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 we, we, we about the team, and and I and I wasn't. You know, early on in my writing, I wasn't like, you know, seeing that you need to be objective. And yes, the Spurs are the team you're following, but you also want to, you know, not not just sound like you're just like a homer the entire time. And so Mike and Jeff were very patient with me. They they really helped me uh, with that of slowly finding my voice and in my writing and just working on that. And so, it, it, you know, and again, just the, just the coaching that, that they provide, especially, um, you know, with, with just being very patient with me about every now, you know, every time I, I released an article, they would they would show me, you know, they would show me exactly, you know, where I could where I could improve. Um, and, and again, it wasn't like this, this especially with Mike, too. It wasn't like this very like um, demanding kind of like, you know, only do it this way, only do it that way. Like they were never like that. Uh, they, they, they just were really um, slowly kind of just. Uh, letting me um, kind of just fi- find my find my voice while also trying to um, just improve my writing at the same time. And so, so over the years, you know, I I, I continued to do that. And then uh, I want to say it was like the 2011-12 season. Um, you know, I was just getting, I was continuing to just get get. I just I, I enjoyed doing it. You know, I, I had I had a full time job, but I also like coming home and, and and working on on writing about the Spurs. And so, uh, since I was based in San Antonio, living here, uh, you know, there was an opportunity I, I did want to see about maybe uh, moving up. And so, Mike, I remember pitched the idea of, "Hey, you want to start covering Spurs games?" And I, of course, I was all for that. You know, hey, hey, I've never done this. This is something I've never even thought about doing. But this is this sounds really exciting. So, Mike was able to get in contact with the um, Austin Spurs at the time, 
and he basically sent me down for a few every other weekend, and, and I had to go cover the Austin Spurs, the G League team, just so that the um, you know the Spurs could see that that I'm able to 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 do this. You know, I'm able to to go into to the locker room, meet with the players, interview the, the coaches, the players, and then also not show that I'm just like a like a fan only. I'm not there just to be a fan. I'm not I'm not there to just you know again rooting the team. I'm actually writing about them. I, I remember doing a story about. I think his name was Squeaky Johnson. <laughs> Mike's probably laughing at that one right there. So yeah, just early early Austin Spurs years um, covering them. And then as as I continue to get better at that, um, you know, the, this the San Antonio Spurs talked to Mike and they said, okay, we're cool with giving Paul a chance to cover the team. And lo and behold, ever since then, I think it was like 2011, 12 has been my my full first credentialed season. And I've been there ever since. You know, it's now 10 years that I've been a, a credentialed member covering the San Antonio Spurs uh, here in town. And again, that opportunity does not happen without Michael DeLeon. He's he's the reason why, you know, I get that opportunity. Um and then slowly over the years, you know, Mike was, as, as everyone said on, on, on these interviews, Mike was just so open to different ideas. He let us find our voice, let us find, you know, be creative and find different avenues. And, and over the years, you know, Mike knows this from me, about me, you know, I just get like, not, not, I don't want to say bored, but I just, I got to move on to something new. And so I've gone through phases in my writing career where I was more about the narrative, you know, writing stories about players and coaches and, and things like that, you know, their, their background and all these different things. And then, and then later on, I started getting into more of the, the um, X's and O's of it. You know, I, I got interested in, in wanting to figure out, you know, what, what plays do teams run and what plays the Spurs run. And so I went through this phase of where I went, I would go to like scouting school and things like that. And Mike was always for these things. And he never told me no about like my, my direction of wanting to change my writing style to only focus on this or that. And then of course, lately, if you all know me these, these days, you know, the thing that gets my, that piques my interest now when it comes to basketball is of course the analytics. I read a lot of books about that, listen to a lot of podcasts and things like that. And so Mike was always for, uh, uh, you know, me now diving into data and learn and working with numbers. And so he was like, uh, I know that we have different databases on Project Spurs that I always talk about. And Mike was one of the people who kind of helped me build my first database with different numbers and things like that. And we still have that going. And, and he's just he's always the guy that, that was that was open to those ideas for me. And he knew that, you know, I, my, I would change my, my style and my preferences on what I wanted to write about um, over time. And again, he was always supportive of that. Um, he gave me opportunities to expand, um, you know, at Project Spurs where, uh, you know, initially I was just a writer. Then slowly, as, as I started to get better with my writing in terms of like grammar and things like that, he, he ended up he ended up trusting me so much that he let me be one of the editors there. And so, of course, I got that I got to work there at being an editor. Where I can you know, edit people's um, you know, you know, work and then post it online and things like that. Um, he also let me um, uh, it was a slow process, but he let me sl- slowly get into the podcast, you know, and that's why that's kind of what I do now. It's, it's that's my main thing is I'm the Spurs cast host. And and, you know, f- initially he he and uh, I remember it was him and Jeff still on the podcast there or, or Aaron Prine and. They would kind of invite me on just to be a guest. And so I, t- I talk every now and then about the Spurs, um, you know, and then and then later on, I started to when I started getting into the more the financial aspect of basketball, about contracts and things like that. Uh, Mike was open again um, uh, it, at this time. It was Ryan McCallum and um, and Jose Grijalva who had the Spurs cast. Well, I wanted to just kind of get more in the audio game and, and working on, on just kind of talk about contracts and things like that. So even though they were, they had the full Spurs cast going at that time, Mike was open with me doing like little bonus episodes here and there where I, I kind of record like a quick 10 minutes of just kind of talking about the Spurs contract situations and things like that. And he would, you know, he would put it on like on a weekend feed. And again, he was never, he, again, he always wanted us to expand our, our, our creativity to, to, to just continue to, to just imp- improve in what we were writing. And so, 
you know, I slowly started doing that. And then once um, uh, Ryan and Jose eventually uh, moved moved on from Project Spurs, Mike basically said, hey, you know, you want to you want to try to do this, the Spurs cast. And at first I was like, you know, I just didn't know if I could be the host. I, the hosting was never a thing that I was really looking forward to trying to do. But I gave it a shot and ended, I ended up liking it a lot. It was just like my way of like it's still like I write where I, I do like my two or three hours of research, getting all my all my notes, my data, my observations. And then I'm able to to put it um in audio format by kind of just explaining my thoughts and you know and you all that listen to Spurscast, thank you for doing that and and you all know exactly you know the kind of format that we ended up created uh creating here in, in project spurs and uh i mean with the spurs cast and so yeah i mean he was just, again i i didn't think i'd be doing a, i didn't think i'd be a basketball writer i didn't think i'd be a podcast host none of these things did i ever think i'd be doing it at any point in my career had it not been for michael de Leon reaching out to me on twitter and just saying, hey, I see you're writing for Tumblr. You know, you want to come give Project Spurs a side? I mean, a shot. And so everything just changed. And, you know, it wasn't just the, the, the you know, that's part of the basketball part of it. Um, You know, and I kind of mentioned this in an earlier interview. Mike also, there was a time when the Spurs, you know, weren't quite a contender anymore. So I was kind of like wanted to still follow. Once they get knocked out of the playoffs, I kind of wanted to follow basketball and you know look at the, the teams that go on to the finals and so mike did um he was open to actually building me an entire website and that's where that's where analyzing the league.com came from that's where we cover the entire nba and mike again he was open to that idea he knew that you know that was something that i, I wanted to cover and so he helped me out there by creating the, 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 the entire website basically you know so so that's still a thing today that, that that i'm able to work on and just like i said you know off the court i mean you know off off basketball you know mike was just a really good friend too though you know he, 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 um, you know, he and I got together a lot. We would hang out. Um, you know, I met, I met his family a few times. Uh, we go to like barbecues and things like that. Um, he was always, it was just, what's really tough right now is that, you know, I, I know it was about, it was about the website, but like I texted him pretty much every single week. I just, it's, it's hard aside from people in your family that you're really close to. It's hard to say that about a friend that, that you, you were constantly every single week, you would text this person and talk to them. And now it's like, you know, um, it's when the Spurs cast episode's over. It's like I can't do that. It's it's just it's just hard to to accept that that that's not going to be reality anymore. And so, again, he's just he was always um you know providing for us, uh, working with us. Um, I, I I think I've already said this. <laughs> it's been so many interviews I've, I've done over over these last few days. But I, like like one of the stories that just still like just it it just shows the kind of person Mike was was that going through chemotherapy and he's still trying to get payments to us to Project Spurs staff. Like he's trying to pay us. For, and you know he, we knew what he was going through we told him don't worry about anything about project spurs anything going on and, and he still took time you know going through through one of the, the worst moments of his life and he's still um trying, trying to basically basically take care of his team and that's the kind of leader that mike was um one of the last things that, that he got me for my birthday actually uh th- those of you that, that follow me on twitter you know that i'm not you know you basically can see that i don't share a lot of things from my personal life on there it's just mainly all basketball at this point i don't i don't like to you know i like to keep myself as a very private person Anyway, um, Mike had a surprise gift for me um, on my last on my birthday. And, and so, um, you know, he reached out to my fiance and I didn't know this was happening. And he was just kind of just talking to her because he knew that at this time around my birthday, um, I had been super obsessed with Ted Lasso, the, the TV show. And I've been watching it for, for weeks. And now I even to this day now, I'm actually following Premier League soccer. I'm like super invested and in I get up early on Saturdays to watch it. Anyway, Mike knew I was uh, super into the uh, into Ted Lasso. And so uh, when my birthday ca- came, he told me, you know, check, check your mailbox uh, whenever you have a, get a chance. And so, um, you know, I, I went and checked and sure enough, he bought me a Roy Kent jersey in my size. And so for those of you that who don't know what Ted Lasso is, it's, it's uh, Roy Kent is one of the one of the one of the players um, on, on that team. Uh, you know, it's, it's portrayed by an actor, but he's, it's a, he's a really funny character. He's one of my favorite characters on the show. And so, again, 
I had no idea Mike was sending this, but he sent me a Roy Kent jersey. It was, it's it's awesome. It's still you know I still have it right now, and it, it's just it's just again. He was always thinking about you, you know, thinking of it when your next birthday is every every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, every Easter. It's just every birthday. Mike was it's always, you know, me and Mike were always, you know, happy birthday, happy, happy Easter, happy Thanksgiving, happy Merry Christmas. You know, those kind of things every single time he was always there for you. And like I said, just because of Project Spurs and the Spurs cast, he was also uh, for those of you that listen to the, every episode this week, I mean, each week, you know, that I always end the episodes with thank you to Michael DeLeon for editing and producing this, this episode. I mean, it just breaks me that this is not going to be something I can say anymore because, you know, Mike's not the one uh, editing. And that's kind of what he's been doing for years now for me. You know, he, he he's just always he's always been there. And, and that's where I'm going to miss, like I said, just those interactions of uh, of talking to him and, and, and texting him. And, and yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know. It's just it's just still really tough to to know that he's gone and accepted. I think that's, that's the hardest part for, for not only me, but for a lot of people that I've talked to in these, in these last few days. And, and again, it's just, we're going to keep his memory going with, with, with the site, with everything that we do, all, all of our work. And, and like people have said, it's almost like, it's almost like how, how, how there's so many of us now spread out all over the world in, in the journalism, journalism industry, how, how we're all continuing to work. And, and again, none of this would, would have been possible, possible without Michael DeLeon. And so again, my thoughts go out to his family. Um, you know, they're going through, you know, they're going through a very tough time. And, and you know, he, he was such an influence on a, on a lot of people and on a, on a lot of us. And so before I do close out this episode, um, you know, I want to thank you Spurs cast listeners for listening to this episode, for listening to, to hear some background on the kind of person that Mike was for a lot of different people over at Project Spurs and, and who are now gone with Project Spurs. Uh, if you have, if you're able to, um, uh, we do have a, a uh, the, the family did set up a funeral legacy fund and scholarship for Mike. It's up on projectspurs.com. Just look for the article about, you know, that announced his passing and you can find a link to that. Uh, it's a GoFundMe page. So if, 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 you, if, you, if you're able to financially, pl- please um, help out there. To, to keep a scholarship in Mike's memory and also for, to the family for the, to help them out with the funeral funds. Uh, thank you. If you already have donated, I know, I know we had a lot of people donated on the first two days that we, that we, that they launched that. So just thank you for that. Um, again, thank you to all, all the, all the people who, who came on this episode and, and took some time um, out of their day to, to interview and, and share their thoughts about Mike. I know that's a, that was very tough for a lot of them because you know, when somebody passes away, it's hard to, to, to just immediately have to share. And not only that share to, to an, to an actual audience out loud and, and, um, yeah, that. Thank you again to everyone who joined me. One last thing I, I did want to mention is that one thing I found myself doing these last few days is I'm, I'm actually listening to old Spurs cast episodes. It's like you know the the, the one thing about Mike is we're going to have his memory. Now, of course, through all the work that we all do going forward, but we're also going to give it to hear his voice, and that's a unique thing where where you know I've I've caught myself now listening to the last two Spurs cast episodes he was on. He was on on one in February, February eighth. I know the date exactly because I've listened to it, and then also in um in late November. So again. If you want to hear Mike's voice, his laugh, his, his analysis, just the way he, you know, just all of his, everything about him, it's, it's, you can always do that because there's an archive here with the Spurs cast. So, 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 so if you ever want to hear Mike's voice, you know, I, I, I highly encourage just to get that, just to, just to get cheerful in terms of listening to his voice again. Uh, there are those old Spurs cast episodes you can look up. And then um, just lastly, um, you know, we, we will be back next week with, with the, with the normal Spurs content, you know, we'll, we'll talk about how the team's doing and all that kind of stuff. But again, this week, I really just want to want to wanted everyone to remember Michael DeLeon, you know, like I said earlier, you know, this 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 first cast that you're listening to that you take the time out of out of your your busy busy lives every week to listen to this this would not have be here without this would not be here without Michael DeLeon. He's the one who started this thing we're we're keeping it going and I just wanted to to pay him, you know, respect and and just have everyone share their memories about him. So Michael DeLeon, thank you for everything. Thank you. 
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.